roughly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. And in the studio, back again, JJ. Hey, hey now. Fresh from the East Coast. It was fun out yeah. there. It was fun, right? The big Boston trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane's still there, right? Yeah, they were. They stayed a few days. Uh, Shane's still there. At least he's got some family out there. He does. He does. It helps. It's one of those towns, if you don't have family there, you're pretty much in and out quickly. Oh, yeah. It's fucking expensive. Oh, the, the price of uh, hotels were, were just crazy. Well, yeah, we went there on a New York Yankee-Boston Red Sox week, <laughs> weekend, so that was not the greatest uh, timing-wise as far as uh, getting a hotel, because we had to stay. Like, me and James were, like, 20 miles out. Everybody's like, yeah, Braintree, what are you, crazy? I was like, well, there was no other choice. We didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, I was downtown right around the corner. We got, we just walked to the event, but it was quite expensive. And then a little bit later, um, we were hoping Duke Diamond's going to call in. He was supposed to be in the studio. He didn't have any idea. usually helps when you tell the guy who's going to be on the show that he's going to be on the show. That usually helps. But apparently, none of that information made it to him, so we don't have Duke in the studio. Um, and then uh, also Mephisto was supposed to be here, right, Ryan? Yeah, um, but I guess didn't happen. Didn't happen. I'm it's gonna okay. see if I can get Money Mike to call in. Ah, good old Money Mike again. Getting back. It's like a repeat. I mean, we're going for the repeat, but a little less craziness now. The last show, if you guys weren't watching, uh, where we had JJ on, it was about two weeks ago. Was was it three weeks ago? Or, yeah, it was three weeks. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was three weeks ago, and it uh, created quite the uh, quite the. Ooh, Energy, I would say. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so two and uh, Mr. Soul went at it a little bit on the show with their uh, their own philosophies on feminized strains. And, you know, one of the things was, I think the main point was that we were trying to, I think the main point that two was trying to make uh, was the fact that, you know, we have, a lot, within the experience that we've had with, with feminized, across the board, there's been chances of things popping up, either male or obviously Hermie. And, and Mr. Soul was having none of it because of science. And, I mean, there's one thing we do know when it comes to cannabis is, you know, the fact that none of us are real scientists. We're all just, you know, hobbyists, let's say. Um, and the real scientists are the guys who have no experience in the field. Right, so then, right. so you got this... you got to uh, mesh the two. Yeah, and you don't really want... I mean, I mean, I think it's actually the reason why things are actually interesting and fun still is because of that. Like the minute it's literal and it's been 100% documented and there's no more fun, which, you know, we're all chasing these little rainbows and hoping that we find some new thing. But once you get, once you get enough money behind it and they're really looking for results and they want to, you know, then, yeah, they'll get to the bottom of those things and that kind of sucks. Right. <laughs> it kind of goes with anything, with any kind of book discipline, you know. When you read it, you know what I mean, and then you try to uh, apply it to the field, 
you know you just come up with different applications that you just don't didn't expect mm -hmm. oh yeah and you know the well, we're, well, what the subject was was pretty simple it was you know true is there really a true female that that and is his princess a true female and, right. and I to me I was like well knowing that I worked at Sensi Seeds exactly I remember that crop you know I remember that they were selling seeded weed because I hadn't I actually quit working for them about a year earlier so I had my own spot but I remember swinging by at Sensi Smile and I'm like wait a minute you guys have more seeds in a twenty dollar in a twenty you know euro bag of weed or a twenty gilder bag even at the time than you would off of a fifty fifty gilder pack <laughs> of seeds. So like, what do you, you guys are killing your own market there? And they they didn't seem to mind. They I remember it was like eh, Jack. It was the new Jack thing that they had just pretty much launched. You know, so I'm sure there was some great genetics in there, hundred percent. But to imagine that you know the one of the one of the one is 100% stable, you know, it's kind of... Right, but to begin with, do you think that came from a hermy or pollinated that got... Well, it's, the thing is, okay, well, the good part is it's from Sensi Seeds, so you can hope that it was a mistake with normal males, uh, because, because when they used to grow, I used to go out to their greenhouses, and it was like they grew with positive pressure Sensi in the middle of seeded stuff, you know what I mean? So, like, they'd have seeded greenhouses and then right down the middle just positive pressure and just grow all sensey in there you know and they they were like yeah no problems we have no problems so but you know what i mean like right. no problems means like everything yeah smooth you get one or two hiccups fans go down no positive pressure right, guys right. walking around who knows what went down but it was uh you know it was also interesting too because another friend of mine always would just always would bring that one subject up he's like you know you do know that the Cindy 99 is made from a uh, bag seed from Sensi. And I, I didn't even really know the story until I was later. I was like, wait a minute, you're talking about the time. And he's like, yeah, I was there. I bought the same stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, literally, it was a uh, very rememberable because most shops you get one, two seeds maybe. You know what I mean? This was like, right. <laughs> you know, that was like, hmm, you do have a seed shop two doors down. You may want to address <laughs> the situation. But that's how good things come out. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's how we got that, you know, which right. is pretty cool. But to me, it just seemed like a general concept that all living things kind of hermaphrodite, even humans, even, you know, there's male and female tendencies, you know, in uh, gay people. Uh, so, to, to Oh, no, yeah, I always looked at it like a kind of like a spectrum, you know, and you were like on one end of the spectrum or the other. That's, you know, in my sort of way of looking at it was, oh, well, you have your alpha males and your alpha females. Not not talking about you, Ethos. <laughs> Those are my alpha Wait, No, no. But I, in my opinion, it was like, you know, you had the extremes, which are the ones that are like, okay, that's that's as much of that as you're going to get. You know what I mean? And then you had all the in-betweens. You know, some uh, f feminine with masculine tendencies, some masculine with feminine tendencies, and you see that. You know what I mean? You can see it. Right. You know, just by opening your eyes and looking at people, you're like, hmm, okay, there's everybody's not the same. Um, and so those, it's, weirdly enough, that was what pushed uh, Mr. Soul over the edge, too, you noticed, right. was that one study which had nothing to do with plants. I was like, 
hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this is about people again. So it was kind of interesting that the one thing that kind of opened, you know, made him understand. But but I, I think it doesn't take much to kind of figure out that we're it's we're as mixed up as a race as the cannabis plants are. You know what I mean? Like right. if you think about back in 500 years ago when there was less traveling. But it's a very adaptable plant, so I think that it can turn on and off these certain... Of course, you know. yeah. And, and but the, the other crazy part, though, is because they were working with polyhybrids that are crossed with other polyhybrids. You know, we're not talking about just two things that are different. We're talking about things that are interrelated and different, you know, making the combinations even more erratic. And so... You know, if you take this, if you take Jack for, for example, Jack Harrod was an eleven-way hybrid made. You know what I mean? Made eleven-way hybrid. So took took that right. family tree and then exploded again. And look at the eleven inputs. They weren't all land races. They were like super skunks. You know, different hazes. And so there was there's so much recessive genes just floating around. You know, the, the idea that we can never, you know, we ever be able to pinpoint them all. I mean. We, and that's again, I think, where we—I don't want it to happen. I'm like, oh, don't pinpoint them all, because if we pinpoint them all, then we're really bored. You know what I mean? Then we're like, oh, because people will then look at because that's one thing when people take a thousand plants and take a sample of each of them and don't even grow those plants out because they don't like what they see. You know, oh, this one's got this, you know. So we start to get real, like we're going to miss out on some stuff, you know, because the discoveries were. Um, you know, by mistake, a lot of times, you're like, oh, you're growing a bunch of, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? There's always that one right. freak in the bunch, you know, and that's kind of like what I think pushes the whole industry forward is the, is that, you know, selection of freaks and looking for stuff that's stepping outside of the norm. You know? Well, that's the beauty in seeds, you know. Yeah. Every seed is different, and just like you said, you could have, you know, a whole room of things and then there's just that one thing that just kind of stands out like a star that just catches your eye every right. time you walk in and you're just like what is this one mm -hmm. yeah and you i mean and that's your one in a hundred seeds sometimes you know you get those one in a hundred one in a thousand whatever you want to call it you know it's a diamond in the rough mm -hmm. yeah the uh you know the chances of of finding stuff in those crazy poly hybrids Gets, because that's the funny thing is that people are really happy with what they see a lot of times now and they don't really care about what the full effect of the whole plan is. They're like, oh, yeah, it looks good. It looks good structure or, you know, good resin count on it maybe. But I've, you know, right. the whole thing is to so, run, the, run the entire cycle. And because you, if you put all your eggs in, I mean, there's, you know, a million times where you go like, okay, oh, that's the one. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's the queen right there, you know, and then you're not looking at this one over here. And you're putting all your attention on that. And right. at the end, it just said, like, Yeah, <laughs> so, sometimes you get a late bloomer in there and something that just sneaks up on you. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, it kind of, you know, you got your eye on one thing. And before you know it, you know, the, the smells start coming out, you know. and Well, it's also like the difference between a, a fresh plant and a harvested plant is that's, that's where, like, the, the weird stuff happens as far as, like, the you know, you can't control sometimes where... You can control your atmosphere and you can control your speed of your drying and all that, but sometimes you just get like pff, nothing. You know what I mean? Like the flavors just don't last. Right, and then right. you get other ones that 
Well, sometimes power you, through. Sometimes you you know you smell something and it, it, when when it's flowering and it just doesn't come through in the dried product. Yeah, it's always that way. You know? It's very rarely. Occasionally, you'll get the ones where you're not impressed with it on the plant, and then it dries and it kind of comes up a notch right, or two. That, right. That's and those are usually really good, in my opinion. Always the other way around, though. It's almost always like ninety-five percent of the time. It's like, whoa, this smells so good and different. And then all of a sudden, you're like, uh, oh, hold on a second. Oh, we got Astro, Astro from UB40. He's trying to call me. So should I should I answer it? Hold on. Yo. Hey, Astro, how you doing? I am. Uh, I'm doing my show right now, actually. I got a podcast. Here, wait one second. Let me see if I can get you to uh, here. Say hi to the Adam Dunn Show. <laughs> Listen, I'm online tonight. It's um, lovely to see you. What are you up to? What are you doing? Um, well, let me call you back in about. Uh, can I call you back in like two hours? Because I'm just going to finish my show and then I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. Uh, wh- where are you staying at? Okay, I'll give you a call right when I'm done, and I'll, I'll swing by. Okay. Okay, talk to you soon. Peace. I don't think you believed we were on the show. <laughs> uh, good friends of ours from UB40, Astro was always took care of him in Amsterdam, so it was always like the, and then right. Doug always takes care of him with clothes now and, and some bud and stuff, and there's always a go-to They guy. smoked more weed than any band. Like, if you, you get, like, a crew and you get used to them, they come to town and know what they want. But when they came to town, it was, it was on. You know what I mean? Because they would travel. They were like the dead in a way where they would travel with their whole family. They had their kids, their wives. Everybody smoked weed. <laughs> and they were like, okay, so, you know, it was never like an ounce or something. It was always like, you know, we need, like, a couple pounds. And I was just like, Damn. <laughs> So, no, UB40 is a, a proper smoking crew, that's for sure. Um, and then I just realized they were playing tonight, so I put the word out. I was like, oh, damn. Um, so, in the, where were we at? <laughs> where the hell were we when we got called? Turn my phone down. Where the hell were we at? Where were we at? Uh, MTI, you're in charge, man. You're the, you're, yeah. the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the guy in charge. Uh... Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, oh, we were talking about you know the oh, selecting the yeah and the, and the smell loss. Well, well, I think it's the, more great here. The, the it, you know the the Mister Soul you know the controversy between him oh, and yeah. two, and then yeah. it started here, but then it spilled over onto a big Facebook. Fight. Oh my god! It turned into like it was like over five hundred. It was crazy. Six hundred yeah. comments on there it was crazy. But a good part about it is it went full circle where everybody right. you know and. You know, I had people getting all pissed off at me because I defended two in a sense. All I did was say, hey, look at, you know, look at the reality of, of, of what's happened. This guy said he would never do feminized a few months ago. Then he did, and now he's an expert. And we're all trying to say, hey, you know, you may want to adjust your, your, your level of, of ability, you know, like 2%, maybe 1% half a percent something has to be you know taken into account because it can't can't work in these hundred percent worlds it doesn't right no. i mean it makes sense on paper yes but it's just impossible to apply because then all of a sudden you're like well especially when you got someone telling you you know that they found something to the total opposite to, to what you're saying you know two says he's he's those guys have found 
a male out of feminized and now they're using it for breeding right and you know and the thing is it's it, it i know that i've grown uh so-called femmed things and had males pop up i've had guys try to make femmed give them to me and i got all males so they completely screwed it up you know what i mean so there's there's a it's not you know it's definitely one of those things where it's uh you know applying is important and uh but no like i said we're all glad that it, it turned into an actual well at least discussion he was, at least he was man enough to admit that you know he was wrong yeah and no it turned into a real discussion that actually got full circle and people got you know hurt along the way but it all came around and it was like a big kumbaya moment i think at the end even but then it kind of kind of kept going back then it, there was at least two or three other threads that were like 90 110 com you know something like that that were other side ones that developed off of it too so i think altogether we were looking at close to a thousand well, comments you, well on, you get you know you so, get people so trying it was, he, it was heated you know heated. Yeah, yeah, well, it's you officially get, heated at that point well you get you know a lot of people that are chiming in that really know nothing about it but they 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 want to support mr soul and then they start arguing with somebody else you know so all, all these you know side fights like you say start to erupt and it you know it, it starts to get personal in some instances and it's just you know, I mean, it's just not really, you know, it's not really called for. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, my phone is blowing up now. <laughs> now it's turning into one of those, like, Jesus, can't keep up. Um, yeah, no, and, and like I said, it's good to see the people kind of, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think feminized LEDs or certain things that get to people they're their heartstrings you know so if you get a bunch of guys in that actually make LEDs and tell them the LEDs suck which is pretty easy to do because everybody who grows with them is kind of like 50-50 on you know whether it's the you know but if you're making them of course it's, you know, it's a different story than if you're buying them because if you're buying them you're spending like $2,000 to replace a $400 light you know what I mean right. so, so from the money side it never makes sense but, but it is interesting to see that certain little things in this industry are so sensitive <laughs> well there's you know so many way, different ways to do things so you know people get set in their own ways and uh, you know well yeah if it works and that's the other thing about cannabis too I think along the way the people who were who made the most uh, impact in the sense of with the most consistent you know what I mean it was almost like if you were consistent didn't and you could keep uh you know a level even if it was like an eight or whatever but as long as you could keep that level going forever right and you you uh it was a more of a value than if you could just hit you know bing once in a while you got a good one and most of it's crap and occasionally you know but if you're that's why when people got real simple like i only grow one thing i grow one thing and that's the hard part is breeding you're, you're trying to like keep everything rolling but you're also not able to just hone in on just one plant you know and, no um do you find that's a little bit difficult a little bit tr- uh, yeah it is you know especially when you got you know 10 or 20 different strains mm-hmm. you know what i mean but usually when i'm breeding i have a you know end result in mind on what i want what i'm working on and you know i'll just hit up the rest of the clones that are in the room mm-hmm. with that male but you know i would be working you know towards a chem back cross just say and then you know i'll have a you know different variety of clones that i'll just pollinate and what in is, the process. are you doing um 
so you're doing like how many different males you normally at one time you kind of you're from the school of multi, like trying to hit it from every side or you kind of more well usually figure out you know, what you like yeah usually when i you know like like right now i'm, I'm doing a whole seed run of some uh new york city chem uh 2.0s and so out of all, all of the out of all the seeds you know I'll, I'll i'll sex them you know the females will stay in but i'll i'll hone in on one male usually usually i i, I you know I, I try to just go with one male and it, and it's you know either a, a make or break situation if you you know if you're experienced in knowing what to look for you know usually it, it usually works out you mm-hmm. know you know unless you pick something that's totally you know well, yeah, I mean, if you can definitely uh, go down there. I always kind of figure, like, as you're, you're going down these paths and you think you're doing great, and all of a sudden you just dead end at a certain spot. You know, and right. like that with definitely with uh, more than more projects than not. You know I mean, it kind of seems like that's where you, it's like you do too much work on it. You know what I mean? You're almost better off to stop early right, right. <laughs> kind of see, figure out well this it depends on what you're you know what you're looking for once you find that end result then you can just stop like you said you know you find a a male and a female and you just you know have them mothered and then you're just continuing the breeding to make seeds do you find that there's a little degradation though with sometimes with like certain plants that you especially the males um because you're just holding them back so much you know what i mean compared to like like do you ever have a like I've noticed with a lot of males, especially with new stuff that I get from people that are new, they just they, none of them really want to just chill. They always want to they always want to bolt flower. They show they show sex when they're under twenty four hours of light. You know what I mean? Right. Um, seems to be that it's harder to find plants that are kind of resistant to just kind of wanting to, especially with the males. That's what I'm, I've noticed. I mean. Well, the thing is, after a while, they just want to, like you said, they kind of want to go, you know, and once they start getting root-bound and, and stuff like that, they just kind of trigger. trigger. I mean, I have them with the certain, certain ones that will be, you know, I mean, and usually they just get eliminated at a certain point, but sometimes you get them where you'll take a cut off of a plant that's got a few flowers because it just doesn't really want to never stop that way, and then the cuts will do the same thing you know, right, as, even right. as a young tender un- no I've had that happen uh, you, usually you know you don't try to keep a male mother for too long uh, I'll just take a clone off of that and start a new mother you know, but I'll you know I'll keep that same male but just you know start going from clone to clone and it depends on how many how, how long I want to use it for you know what I mean if I want to continue the breeding, I'm just going to use that male once anyway, and then I'll pop them seeds, find mm-hmm. another male, and continue the process. I mean, I feel like that's the kind of bottleneck, too, is the, uh, the being able to go through your stock and run enough of them to then sort of hone in on stuff. That, that seems to be the where it's because of, I mean, it's either a situation of, of you know, you have to be in the right situation where you're going to use all your material for either hash or something, and it's in the stream, and it's everyone's going to get paid. And because otherwise, if you're doing it by yourself, it turns into like a, you know, it's a very hard to that real estate is usually pretty valuable. You know what I mean? So then all of a sudden you're like, hmm, you know, <laughs> am I going to run 200 of mine to only pick out the one or two? You know what I mean? Or, and then you know, if you're 
if you're not able to kind of keep everything rolling. So from a small, especially if you're like independent, small guy, you know, doing your own thing. Um, I mean, nowadays hash makes it doable, but then you also gotta either have that skill or bring in that person, lose that, you know, kind of. Right. You you know the formula. I'm right. sure you know the formula <laughs> how it works, how it does or it doesn't work. Um, but you have a lot. But we were talking about it on the last show. You guys got a lot of a lot of crews out there testing your stuff and a lot of different. Because uh, that's for me. That's the best is if it's in you know somebody in Washington State, somebody in Florida, somebody like, different environments, and then you get results back from everybody, right. and it's like oh, okay, cool. Now we actually have some something of a of a real right consistency. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we got a lot of people in New York that you know. It, we'll, I would think so. You know, if we we come up with something new, we'll have them run it, you know, and then we'll put it into into the into the stream of uh, product that goes out in New York, and then we'll see what kind of reaction we get. Mm-hmm. Um. So we talked about last time some of the projects you were working on. That was the you're doing the I ninety five also some stuff. That. Uh, money Money Mike is doing that right now, but I do I, I am working with uh, I ninety five Chem D mm-hmm. mail right now, and actually that's uh, actually that's flowering right now. It's going to probably be throwing some pollen within a week or so. so. Nice, nice. Um, so it seems to be that's the the hot ticket right now. Right. Um, the but also interesting about that, every time I smoke it, I'm like, okay, well, it's, at least it's not just, like, overpoweringly just OG. It's got its own unique... Uh, it, yeah, it's a nice blend, it's actually. Got a good, yeah, it's got a... And it's, certain phenos lean different ways. A little ways. more woodsy, maybe. A little more uh, kind of, like, spicy woodsy, in a sense. Yeah, That's what I noticed on a few yeah. that were from, from, I think, what two was doing. It was nice, but it had, like, the more... Kind of like a very uh, a good lingering kind of thing about it. You know what I mean? It's not not as much in your nose and in your up in your sinuses but more like back your throat right no it's a very thick kind of Mm -hmm. smoke that you know once it coats your mouth it kind of like good hash plant in the 90s always was and you kind of like always had that uh good hawaiian had that if it was the right particular one and um and bubblegum in the beginning that was the whole the reason that people liked it was it was like kind of like disgustingly coat your mouth to the point right. where you're just like Ugh. right but after, <laughs> but after you blow the smoke out and that that taste kind of lingers and you're mm-hmm. kind of like yeah you know what i mean you're still trying to sure. taste it you know and oh, that, yeah, that's, that's a, a, you know that's what, i mean that's why i guess you know everyone was blessed with chem for the longest time with that i mean it always had that like, that and that's that's really what it is like right. if you want to kind of like with beer too the same thing like you drink normal crappy beer you just kind of drink it but if you have like a good craft beer that's got that right mosaic hops or something that you really like and then you just you can't you don't you just swirl it around right. and you got this whole thing going on and it's the same you know with wine and the same with cannabis too so like if you get cannabis it tastes really good I mean you can have stuff that's strong but has no flavor and you don't really because you don't get that moment where you really want it keep it in your mouth and swirl it around and all that but if you have good you know really good tasting weed um, then it's it's just an automatic reflex or something you know what i mean you're like oh gotta savor that little bit you know yeah those ogs kind of have that effect you know you know they just blow out the smoke and just has that lemon oh yeah oh yeah no there i mean there there's always uh but there's so many variables now 
and it used to be um, pretty straightforward, you know, and they're just like, okay, that's, you know, the OG or bottled flavor, boom, you know, and then it got, in a sense, better maybe from a from a consumer point of view. There's, there's other uh, flavors that are out there, but it's all kind of, you know, it all falls back to a certain center line. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, and, and it, you know, it's crazy how people have, uh, <laughs> what, like, what, <laughs> speaking of crazy, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Fucking Joe Petrie at the show had listed, did you see how he had, like, OGs listed as land races? Yeah. And stuff? yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. I was just like, no. what, what are you doing, dude? Like, come on. Like, hilarious. No. You know, and he had that, green that, crack. He had green crack as a land race. No, that's someone that's really trying to, you <laughs> know, you get, get the un educated consumer you know and a lot of his stuff was like 150 200 a pack so it's like when you buy something for that much money you kind of expect results yeah and and uh i mean not like we're gonna give that guy any time on the show but as far as yeah miscommunication to people and the crazy part was is like everything that he's doing is a miscommunication and then that's all he's out there accusing other people of doing you right. know what I mean and you're like yeah and you tried to scrap with Danny that was right. big news that was... that was some big news from Boston Danny took a a, a, a slight <laughs> slap to the face but uh, he just re, he, what did he do he threw a book out he threw the threw book out he threw a book Dano this, he, book him Dano <laughs> book him Danko <laughs> yeah he basically threw uh, Joe's book back at him where he was showing him the chat the part where he basically just lied because he was talking about how he was basically saying how Danny felt in the book. Like Danny felt a pit in his stomach, you know, and Danny's right. like, well, first of all, how the fuck are you in my head? Like, you know what I mean? Writing for me. But, and, uh, but it had something to do with ratting people out or I'm not really sure what, what the real story on that was. I mean, the reality is, is, I never Joe, even, I ne- you know, Joe, for someone that claims to be yeah. the second oldest grower on the world or something that I heard overhearing him saying, telling someone, like, I've never heard of the guy until the last year or so. Yeah. He kind of popped up, I oh, think, no. at the Emerald Cup. I think the I've one I've heard year. of him since the 90s, but it's just because really? he's one of those, he's literally the guy who accused everybody. He accused me of being a cop working oh, wow. in Holland for deep I guess I deep cover for 20 years I guess there and then was now, he involved in the scene over there at all or no but his whole thing was um, Reinhardt was his partner and Reinhardt's uh, the guy who basically made the XL420 which was the first um, original before the pollinator before the uh, oh. Mila came out with her with her uh, bubble bag or her bags and before um Mark came out with his bubble bags and all that stuff. He they had the patent where it was showing like water screen hash my patent, you know what I mean? Which is then that's why they sued everybody and they actually I think they beat they they won their case against um, the bubble bags. So and I don't know if Meal ever even went to court against it, but guys, basically that kind of a person. He's always wants to sue and he always wanted the claiming and the, basically Reinhardt's real smart. So he's the guy that came, he basically came to Amsterdam in the 90s, said like, hey, look, this is bubble hash. And then he like walked away and never claimed, you know, didn't keep rolling with it. Then Mila was like, okay, well, let's make well, these bags. Because, you know, she was sitting in a circle with a bunch of people and they were all just like, you don't need all that. You just need this. And then it was just like, oh, bing. And, you know, the, 
uh, Mark Rose was sitting. Mark, the funny thing is, we had Mark on the show. So Mark Rose was literally the guy on the couch, you know, fucking Fridays or whatever. Like this, like mm-hmm. dude, like he literally was the guy laying on the couch, listening to what they're saying. And he's like, "I think I can do that." And he like ran out and <laughs> had a maid and came back before they even like left the table type thing. You know, they actually left the table, but it was still sitting in the same place, still talking. And he was like, "Boom, here you go," and made the first bubble bag, you know, for isolator bag sorry first one and then you know ended up making the bubble bags for uh bubble man conspiracy (laughs) so it was just one of those things that's all it takes is an idea yeah but it was one of those deals where it was like guy on the couch is like oh yeah i can do that and like he went out and did it Uh, before anybody else could even think about it welcome to the world of cannabis Yeah, and, and the good part about though is like, you know, that's how I mean, how many people how many people got into making bubble hash and then how many people figured out that it's a fucking lot of work and then they kinda eased off a little bit and then it, it became like there's one guy in every crew that's that's what he does. You know what I mean? He's usually got dreadlocks and <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy you're like, Hey, you got dreads, you're making the hash. Yeah, okay. So Yeah, all right. But it was like uh and the reality though is it's uh it is. It's more art, and it's more of an art than, than than blowing cans and doing all that kind of shit and making closed loop system and spending a lot of money. Um, just because there is, it's like more like cooking. You know what I mean? So it's like as much of an art as cooking is an art. So it can either be a job. You can go and just cut things all day long and just poof, you know put half your heart into it, or you can be really into it. And everybody who tries it goes, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And that's why I like always liked when people. The Frenchy cannoli. You know. Yeah, sure. Like he is exact good example. I mean, he doesn't even separate as much as other people do, and he does more old school style as far as his ways of curing it and pressing it and all that. But still, he has a you know pretty tried and true system just because of the fact that he's clean and he takes his time. You know, and, that's, and you can tell just by looking at the guy that he's like very you know, compartmentalized and got everything working like that, which. Uh, kind of separates people you know and same with growers it's just like everybody has their own style but it's usually the people who just inherently are like a little more organized and clean and stuff that actually pull it off you know what i mean you go and you're like Ooh. so i mean you're pretty much your whole time back east you're a one-man kind of crew right you didn't really well you didn't have for, for growing you know i mean i mean we had a crew for uh, around us you know yeah, but trimming, you know, trimming. <clears throat> Building. No, all, all that was pretty much myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a one-man crew the operation, but, you know, we had a crew of people that, you know, everyone was independent, but we all kind of looked out for each other. If someone wanted to go away on vacation, you know, that someone can come over your house and water your garden, you didn't have to worry about it. Um, you know, they, they taught me pretty much, you know, a lot that I know about growing in the beginning, you know, they had been growing for like 10 years plus. So when I started up, I hit the ground running luckily. And, you know, in, in a year or two after, I, you know, I started, you know, fucking around with the growing. That's when I, you know, you know, started about, you know, starting to make seeds for myself. You know, cause we would just get these clone only strains and, you know, we had no mail, so, you know, once I figured out I wanted to, you know, make a mail, you know, I wanted to at least preserve some of the these 
clone-only cuttings because a lot of times they slip through our hands and mm -hmm. then we never got them back and the thing just disappeared forever. So I always figured, listen, if I can get something that's 75, 80% of what it was originally, yep. it's going to be a home run. So I just really started doing it for my own self-preservation. Okay, speaking of slip through the fingers and uh, something that you and I personally... Uh, and, and well, I, I never actually figured out because I was like, huh? I'm a little confused. But uh, with the whole underdog story, um, the original one that you guys selected, um, so because because at one point I had the Corey Ham cut, the Guava Cam, and I thought I had an underdog. So right. I, little, I think uh, AJ misled you on that one, and that was, oh, the, Corey, that that was, the, that was the Corey Ham. That was the original Corey Ham that he gave you, labeled as underdog. Uh -huh. And I think he wanted to see what you were going to do with it, and that, that name would just follow it. But the original underdog was done by the Weasel, mm -hmm. and, I, and I believe it was a Northern Lights super skunk male. Mm -hmm. I, know I could be wrong. You know, he he's you know changed a, a the story. Northern Light Times Super Skunk, or either one of those. Well, he or, well like original, originally he went up to uh, Massachusetts. He had met um, Chemdog Greg, and he w he went up there to uh, trade clones. He brought his clones up there. He came back with the Mass Super Skunk in the '91. And then I believe he went over to Amsterdam and got some nine, uh, NL seeds. Uh -huh. And he brought the Northern Light seeds back and he found a male. And then he crossed that to the Super Skunk. And then he took a male of that and crossed it into the 91 Chem. It was some kind of combination thereof. Mm -hmm. I definitely know, it would, you know, he, he said it might have been Northern Lights 91 times Super Skunk or, you know, once you start going back that far, it's sure. kind of hard to remember. But I do know that they, they did 100 seeds, and out of that 100 seeds, it was the number one. And even he said it, he told me from the beginning, he goes, this is going to be the, the winning seed, number one. And it turned so, out to be the one. And that turned out to be the one. See, you know, they could have saved all this, save the other 99. That's the way it goes, too, right? I mean, it's like, Right. Whenever you do something, you're you're. Uh, a lot of times, it is like that. Is one of the first ones out of the gate, or one of the first ones that you really like right. focused on. Because um, yeah, we had the weasel on the show a long time ago. Um, I'm sure we kind of covered it even back then. But uh, then, the, and then more recently, because the problem was that I had that even in Amsterdam, right? So that's how long ago that I was given those things, right. like nine years ago, right? So it was like a point where I was like. So I'd already had it there, left it there, you went to Spain, you know, so this is like the classic example of, of, a, of a mislabeled thing that gets put out there. And then, right. and then Doug ended up giving it to the, having it worked out with, a, with a Julian over there who was doing, was doing our latest stuff. And so Julian, you know, got all excited, put it, put it in that, uh, crossed it out, put it out, and then right away I'd said to Doug, like, Doug should have talked to me about that you know what i mean because this is like because literally i was only finding out that's like when i found out so i already so had doug had already done all the you know printed up all this stuff and went for it and i was like well first of all it's not actually that so that kind of sucks but on top of that you know it would if you had asked me i would have then said yeah you know you do know my friend's company that's his sort of trademark thing so so i know that there was like 
definitely. And, and the thing is, is I'm here, and they're doing stuff in Spain. So for me, it's like always like I find out sometimes as much as I'd be like, really, I didn't even know. That. <laughs> like, right. like the Chico was one the same recently, and this stuff that I started the work on, then left with them, and then they did the selection from that point. Um, but are you, are you? Is there? Any, I mean, besides me <laughs> stepping on your toes, is there anybody else who's actually, uh, without unbeknownst to them, sort of jumped on this whole? Because that was a big confusion on the, on the chem dog story from the beginning, even from my, my side, was, you know, it was only known by you and him and a few small, you know, a few people around who, who was, you know, smelling it in what way. And it was, got, a lot of people would think that it was originally DAWG, but then we got it clarified by Greg that it was definitely not that. And then it made sense that it was more yours, which I, you know, separated the two would-be brands, because right, you guys didn't even know right. you'd be brands at that time, and it was just kind of signatures, I guess. Right. Have you had anybody, have you had a bunch of, because that's going to be the next, that's the whole thing about this industry in general, it's like, you know, that's like actually its own TM in itself, you know, which I would do if I were you. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of people, you know, jumping on that bandwagon, you know, there's really not much you can do about it, you know what I mean, other than try to call them out morally. Yeah, or verify because you know you yeah. never know if it's real or not. That's that's the. But I don't mind companies, you know, going out and using them in outcross and they're doing something like mm. that. But you know, when you try to f to it or do some other kind of uh, yeah. related chem dog cross, it's you know it's pretty much a no brainer in my right. opinion. You right. know, and that's what a lot of people have done. Well, and it's like it's like. In a way, it's a compliment, but, you know, no one else has kind of worked the chem line to get a male, like, you know, like I have, so it's, you know. Well, yeah, and it's also when you get, like, two things that actually work together because they've been worked so for closely. so long. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, these work really good together. It's like, yeah, no kidding. And it doesn't really even matter if they're doing it on their own and whatever, but the minute that they want to market it and then it's kind of like a double edge because if they tell what it is, if they don't tell what it is, right. they can do that anyway, right? You know, chances of you running around and like checking everybody's thing, genetics cost you a bunch of money and a waste of time in a sense. But at the same time, if they do use the name and then they don't pay you for it, it kind of sucks too because it's right. like, okay, so now you're just basically, every time I put money into advertising, I'm paying for you guys. You know? so it, and, it, and it does go the other way you know yes you get a little bit of free boost let's say but it doesn't really make I mean, it doesn't pay your bills at no, the end of the day no and, I, and I've been a victim of that as a company for you know 20 plus years going on 25 years now so it's like yeah it sucks you know right. like, you get the recognition that you know you get the fame but, but no you get fortune. also yeah and you also get the the problem that you don't know if it's yours or not because there's a lot of that. Like, you know, with me, it was the biggest problem was, like, for instance, probably the most famous strain, Bubblegum, got kind of, I would say, hijacked by Simon because, you know, I well, gave... weren't there two Bubblegums? Well, no, I gave... That, 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 see, this is one of those great stories where it, it got so confused for, and from so many different sides that I kind of sat back and went, like, what the fuck is everybody even thinking right now? Um, the Bubblegum that I had was this... Okay, so basically when I grew them from seed, I labeled them one through seven. Yeah. And then number three was the, and I did it by size. So one small, seven big. And the number three, which kind of was lucky in the sense because it was in the middle, 
um, was the only one that survived because that's when I got my place broken into. They stole everything and um, killed most of my moms. And the only thing is they, they left the kind of like the bottom node there. So I was like, oh, well, I can revenge this one. Everything else got like pulled out, you know, pulled, 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 and then one got cut. And so um, then I revenged that and I gave it to Tony from Sagarmada and I gave it to Simon from Serious Seeds because we worked, we all worked at Sensi together. And, and we didn't have a, I didn't have a seed company. None of us had seed companies at that time. We were just growing in our apartments. And uh, so then, uh, so then he started Serious Seeds and then just because of the fact that, you know, in Holland it was a little bit, it definitely wasn't the idea of trademarks and there wasn't even, you know, people were a little more piratey in, in, this, in that sense. And he pretty much, you know, even though, because I wasn't selling seeds at that time and he was, like I was, I only, I sold a very small amount of bubblegum seeds because in the beginning I uh, was really pissed off that my place got broken into and made a, a couple batches, sold those, and then I didn't make any for a long time. But you had a, you had a, uh, a true bubblegum mail then. Well, in the beginning, um, that was the thing. In the very beginning, uh, I was only doing the selection of the females. So I only had I had just put down, I had 135 seeds, and um, put down about 40 of them, and uh, out of those 40, selected those seven, and then wasn't even thinking about breeding them at that time. So it was just like my first. I was bringing them to the shop and saying, here, check this out. You know, so I was in the very, 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 very first stages. And so everything came from that number three. So what, then Simon took it and crossed it with, with a sativa male. And then I took it and crossed it with an Afghan male. So I mine see. was more the indica right, version right. and his was more the sativa version. And so my problem is that over the years, got super confusing as far as like you know what what would be you know, like I'd be like is this from mine or is this from Simon's and there's been some like the guys from Germany they have a magazine they did a really good test um, and grew them side by side and it was like the perfect because you know Germans are like, ah, they, <laughs> they wrote down every single thing they did um, they didn't miss a beat and uh on top of that, they were kind of like, uh, you know, writing down every little detail. And it actually just really was a good, like, side-by-side -side test where you're like, yeah, look, boom, you know, ours was more indica, his is more sativa, his was more fruity, ours was more, you know, hashies. So kind of felt, it was a good, it was a good way to kind of determine, but at the same time, once it gets out there, it's just a name, you know what I mean? It's like, it's bubblegum, right. bubblegum, bubblegum, bubblegum. So it's like, and then you got Bazooka Joe, and you got all these other bullshit things, and so I'm always kind of like half sad because I, I know I'll never know how you which, know, one, which one it really is. So it's kind of like bittersweet sort of thing because it's like it's a very famous strain, yes. But and I know I was the one who put it out there in the world, but at the same time it kind of got hijacked right out of the gate. You know, it's like well, I know that the bubble gum that I used was very short and you know it sounds like it was from your stock because it was mm -hmm. you know it was very short, you know, kind of stocky uh -huh. and. Uh, but then I'm sure, you know, mm -hmm. one of those things where it's and that was supposed to be the one from Indiana. See, Indiana, now, that, yeah, now Indiana. that's the other and that's the other part of the story, which so, gets, so, gets I don't, so, like, so I don't know, like if they found your, you know, found a selection from your seeds. Oh, they'll or, never say that. That's the thing. Nobody from Indiana will say that. Everybody will be like, no way. Here's the here's the funny part of the story. Um, so Victor, 
uh, is who I got the bubblegum from, right? So you know that, obviously. Right. So Vic brought seeds from Rhode Island that he would get off the, he'd buy weed off this guy who was from Illinois, right? And But I thought he said Indiana, right? So this is years and years ago I put out that it came from Indiana because I thought that's what it did because Victor had already left. So I was like, so I put the word out Indiana. So then now there's Indiana bubblegum that they're 100% like adamant that it's not it's not from TH seeds so it's pre, you know it's ours it's original so I'm like okay well that's uh, funny because if I'd said what it really came from which was Illinois which is really close it's not like they're that far off each other you right, know what I mean right. they're in the same region let's say but it really came from a guy from Illinois then that would have been on the map like that so I don't know if it, it's one of those weird ones where I don't right. know if, I don't know if it's because of what I said and then they kind of created created, created the myth around that but in general you know, I knew when we put it out that it wasn't like I'm the only guy in the world who's ever thought of the word bubblegum around weed. You know what I mean? I thought, eh, this is just a, you know, there's, and what happened was the guys from Indiana came that were friends with Rob Clark and basically told me, oh, yeah, it's, we've been doing it for years. And so I was like, cool, I guess I really is. You know, so I just thought I'd, you know, right. figured out there was. <laughs> but at the same time, then later, like, you know, 20 years later, Vic's like, it's just the same thing as, as as with JJ with AJ. It was like, what do you mean it's not that? Like you know, he goes, oh no, it's from it's from Illinois. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh man, you said Indiana so long ago. So I don't know. So that's one of those weird, you know, right. mysteries, the great mysteries of the cannabis universe. You know, and, and you know, there's it's it's pretty hard to get anybody to agree on anything. Is I've had seen plenty of people online say that I had nothing to do with it or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, that's cool, whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. Once you start getting that far back, it's kind of hard, you know, because back then things weren't really, you know, well, thing, th- you know well, there was, was no a, names. You just got a bag of weed, and maybe it did have a name. Well, or I was, something, yeah, I was. I mean, I was lucky enough to be at the beginning of that whole new. Well, I don't know if I'm lucky or not, but it was just kind of like when I went moved to Amsterdam, it was like, oh, okay. And you get to name weed cool names. So I was already like, this is such a cool job. Sitting around trying to think about names of weed all day. Like, so, you know, when I was working at Sensi, and I didn't like any of the names that they had most of the time, I was always kind of a little bit like, eh, you know. And so I was, I was, and in the beginning it was all themed because we were doing CIA, right? So we were CIA. Right. So it had to be, you know, this way we had MK Ultra, and we had all these strains that were like, okay, makes sense, right? And then, um, but for the most part, the the name game kind of got ridiculous after a while too you know and now I think everybody's figured out that it's it's more important to list the lineage and and then make a name that makes because what happens is I think people they get so like hung up on the names they want to make crosses based on names and not based on anything else and you're like that's not the way to do your work you should actually base (laughs) it on like the plan itself and you know the names are cool and if you happen to have one that just makes sense you know, then then it, it's funny and it actually adds to the whole thing. But I think the goal is to find stuff that works together. Well, it was always regional, you know. Like if you got weed, you know, from Thai, you know, you had you know, had Thai weed, you know, at Afghani, or you know, even the old time Hawaiian. You know, it was always about where the weed came from. So when you got the seeds from it and you started growing them, I mean, I, you know, na- you know, naturally you would name them. Yeah. from where they came from and then you would have a at least an idea on what kind of what to look for for the characteristics it was uh, it was interesting because in like the late 80s when 
kind of uh, first times I ever like put seeds in the ground, like around 85, I guess, 84, 85. And, and I remember like handwriting like Afghan, but not knowing how to spell Afghan and being all like, ah, how do you spell Afghan? <laughs> like, it may, I don't even know how I spelled it completely wrong, I'm sure. But it was like, now I wish I had those seeds more than anything because at least I know that when they had nothing to do with Amsterdam at that point in time, it was all right. out of the weed that my mom and her friends had pretty much saved or, you know, film canisters with little notes in them and stuff. And I was like, I had Thai and I had Hawaiian and I had Afghan. I was like the perfect, the perfect starting points, you know, and stuff that, and, and I tried to grow them all in the wrong size things and, you know, fucked them all up. But, <laughs> but, right. but, well, when but it was pretty awesome. When you're starting to grow, unfortunately, those, those things happen and, and you don't know what you really have in, the, in those film canisters. The, the value of that, you know, at that time, you, you know what I mean? You oh, just, yeah. There was no concept. I saw an art store down at um, First Friday, and it was like they just sell art supplies, and they had a little thing, and it was just filled with, with film canisters. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I should just buy all of these right here, man. This is like, you'll never get these right. again. And there was like, like about maybe 40 of them there. That's something that's extinct now because there's no yeah. more film to buy. I mean, I'm sure that there must be just fucking heaps of them somewhere, but for the most part, those things were like the most obvious stoner thing right. ever. crazy part about them though, they had a lot of chemicals in them so we were probably exposing them to all sorts of nasty <laughs> yeah. because if you think about like yeah, film. Well, but if you, think, you know it's really crazy too is isn't STS is for film stuff so right, maybe right. there's some <laughs> STS <laughs> residue in there and that's why boom I get, keep getting all females it's crazy dude I don't know what the hell's going on but yeah it's kind of interesting because that's, that's where that shit is used pretty much second thing on the list you know uh um, you have any old stuff like that? Really old stock still, or no? Like you know, a lot of the stuff that I did see from from the eighties and stuff got taken by the police, unfortunately. Mm. And 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 even back then, like you know, I I don't know why I even started collecting seeds. I was like, oh, maybe I'll grow one day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And even if I did have those seeds, a lot of them were just you know. A bunch of seeds just thrown into a bag. Oh, and yeah. You know I, got, what I, mean? I got a lot like that still. You know, there might have been something really good in there, I'm sure. But just going through all that would have just been ta- would have taken so much time and everything. Yeah. But I do still wish I had them. You know, you know, there's things I'm sure I had that we just don't have today. You know? Oh, I know. I have the same word. Sometimes I'll have, like, a bag I'll open up and it's like, oh. I know it's going to go to the bottom of the bag with all the other little other bags that opened up and it's just impossible right. to ever clear it up. Or if one, you know, you got one bag that rips and there's a whole bunch at the bottom. Oh, it's a nightmare. Just, yeah. It's a nightmare. Um, so let's do like some, sh- let's do the shout outs to our sponsors and then um, James is going to call in at 20 past, I think. So it's like 13 minutes from now. If there's anyone looking for any of our new releases, Seeds Here Now has a whole new lineup with descriptions. I know a lot of people were messaging me and bitching, and James was calling me, and he's like, dude, we need the descriptions. You know, and I'm like, well, listen, you know, I'm just a fucking pecker on the on the computer, you know. What I mean, so it, by the time, you know, it's going to take me hours to do that. You know, just a simple phone call, you know. You have to have everybody call you. They're like, just have them call me when they want to buy something. Just call me and I'll tell them exactly what it's like each time. No, um, okay, well, let's go with uh, right out of the gate with New Millennium, 
who were on the show two weeks ago or so, yeah, and uh, they're going to come out with some new, uh, new couple new products soon, and they have a new website, I believe. It's all fresh, and they got a calculator on there so you can figure out your stuff exactly what you need so you don't have to waste a lot of money buying too much of this or that. Um, but it's pretty well balanced. One of the things I love it too is, uh, I mean, obviously depending on your water source, but we're, with the source of water that we have, no pH required. I mean, it's just like boom, boom, done. Uh, and on top of that, it's also um, because of, because of the fact that it's kind of a seasonal based thing, you kind of control you control the seasons. It's like your god, dude. Um, but great, I've got three years with it now, a little over two and a half, almost three years now. And uh, no turning back, I'm telling you. It's like, especially for mom, because she loves programs. Mom needs a program. If you don't have a program, she gets real pissed off. So if you don't want to piss off mom, make sure she's grown with New Millennium. And yourself, if not. Also, they do large-scale stuff for bigger uh, bigger production. And, you know, so if you have a facility and you're interested, give those guys a call or you reach them out. Reach out to them at newmillenniumnutrients.com. And Jeremy at Build a Soil, our our longest running sponsor, consistent guy, never fails. Just like his crew never fails. I mean, that's the thing about these guys is they you can ask anybody who works for them what's going on, and they'll be able to answer you. It's not like you know nematodes. They were in the fridge. That's what that's what I, that's what I heard lately. I was my latest at the grow shop where some I heard overheard somebody asking somebody about nematodes, and they said, "Yeah, you mean the things in the fridge?" I was like, "That's not a good answer there." That's like you know, because he, he's like, "No, how do you use them?" And he's like, "Now these guys, uh, any organic uh, or uh, IPM issue you have, work with them. They've got they can do custom blends from one bag to thousands of bags." Uh, and they have hard-to-get organic uh, nutrient lines that are consistent. The guys who won, uh, all the guys who won our Adzi were organic growers who just happened to be getting all their stuff from him. I was like, there you go. Um, you go to buildasoil.com, or you can go to 855-877-SOIL. It's the only number I know, dude. <laughs> you, know, you stole my glory, dude. It's the only number I know, I know in my I'm telling you. You've been forgetting it the last couple of times, so that's why I jumped No, in. I, I know. It's been, it, was, it was rough. But still 855-877-SOIL, right? Yes. Boom. Uh, yeah, reach out to those guys for any and all your organic needs. And our buddies from Seeds Here Now, which we're going to do last, but it's okay. We'll do them now. Um, they're oh, going to call in in bad. about nine minutes. It's okay. Like, I was just going to try to linger it all around and talk about the Cetaholic site and the fact that they've got their auction. Oh, can you switch it up real quick? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll jump back. How's that? All right. Incredibles. Uh, going to get them back on the show, too. Get some new flavors in the house. Uh, but you can go to iloveincredibles.com if you want to check out where they are. It's close to you. Or, you know, oh, yeah, that's really good. good. Yeah, especially in the, in the morning. Those are good morning bars. Those are good good morning bars. Um, also in the, available in Nevada now, so they must be killing it out there. Uh, and available, I think, in California too. So they're. I haven't tried the pistachio. Those are my. Those are my next um, choice. Choice adult. Adult edible I need to try. I had the monkey bar and the strawberry crunch on my way out to Vegas. Oh, nice. Yep. Together, did you do like a sandwich? You make like a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just eating pieces, I guess, of it. Yeah, it was good. 
Nice. Sometimes it's hard to stop, you know. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't save part of an edible. I don't know. I'm just a. I'll just go ahead and mow through it all, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, go to iloveincredibles.com. Check out their store finder or store locator. Um, you can also check out all these other new products from them, bunch of chewies and champagnes like those. And of course, if you want to get some super high quality. Uh, pens or uh, concentrates you can always go to incredible extracts and get their black label or their in-house stuff or get the gold label from wherever you're standing in and try their stuff boom and back to the gold the gold standard of genetics uh <laughs> yes future now the best of the best luckily they got guys like us i don't i don't know the fact that him and i are the best of the best Scares me. <laughs> that scares me now. But we're all very uh, well-vetted um, breeders. People have been doing this for obviously longer than these guys have been doing it. But these guys have been doing it for the last five years and doing it right. Got 35 or more even breeders in, in-house and all U.S.-based and all guaranteed. If you don't like something, just send you send them a reason why and it makes sense. Then you'll get new seeds. If it doesn't make sense, you're out of there, man. You're like, what but are you they're, they're on the cutting edge of, you know, of breeders, mm-hmm. you know, the best breeders in the world, basically. And, he gets, and, and he's working with exclusives with some of them, too. So at the end of the day, it's just like, you know what? And that just shows you that, that they do it right because nobody's going to give anybody an exclusive. Well, if you go on your website, you know, you can, you can just whip out your credit card and, you know, order your seeds and they'll be at your door. You know, it's a money-back guarantee. Yeah, which, again, those are like, you know, things that a lot of other companies were just, you'd order one thing, they'd send you something else and say, deal with it, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, they, they get you what you order, and if not, they're going to communicate And you don't have to worry you. about, you know, going dealing with the customs and your package, it, you know, disappearing or getting opened up, you know. This is, everything is done, you know, right, right in, in the States there. Sure. And, um... They have a, a commercial, I thought. that they, Did they send you that commercial? No, I didn't get a commercial. They, they sent me like a little paragraph of something to uh-huh. say, but... There you go. We get on it. Start saying it. you got glasses on. I can't see it. I can't read those little letters. It doesn't make sense, but... It doesn't I'll, make sense. I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> All right, say it. Anyway. Then. Uh, let's see. Okay, now it's Top Dog, Patrick from AK Legends and the 420 Report from Alaska on the South Side Oh, Gardens. that's coming soon. That's what's coming. Oh, okay. That's got nothing to do with what... That's not a special. That's what God sent to me. That's all Oh, I'm man. Okay, well, that's fine. We're going to get... The so yeah, he's gonna have uh, AK Legends guy, right? Colin, is that what he's so? And he's actually yeah. Well, read off, read off what he told you. Just go ahead. Read that, off. that was it. That was it. That was it. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's what he sent. That's, okay, I thought there was more than that. It's just an intro, I guess, for when he calls. Which is going to be any second. Um, but he can also then tell us all the crazy specials because they always have just. It's always a special. I mean, there's always some deal. If you spend, the more you spend, the more you get taken care of. And he's got. Literally hundreds of reviews, and they're all super on it. Everyone loves them. So that's for a reason. Um, he's up in Alaska right now. Um, okay, we, it froze. Again. Froze. Syndicated. Okay. This is, so we need to get rid of live stream, I guess, soon, huh? And just kind of move on to something else that doesn't glitch and it doesn't cost us $400, well, $400 a month. Well, I did the fix that they told me to do. Yeah. And it didn't work, apparently. Right. And then, you know, plus, I mean, so we could probably get something for 200 bucks that works really good, and no one's going to really care. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, you've, you've already, this is the fourth different platform you've been on, so 
If they like us, they'll keep coming. If they don't. I saw that the video's on YouTube again. Why don't we just go back to YouTube? I mean, we can. Yeah. I just feel so... It just feels so, like, uh, boring if you're on YouTube. You're like, yes, and we're back. Did I say boring? <laughs> I would but, never say boring. But YouTube's not live, is it? Yeah, it's now live, and oh. you can do chat and everything on there. It's and it's everywhere. Is every, like, it's crazy. I just saw a thing the other day about, like, in China. Can't you do, like, a Facebook Live thing? Oh, yeah, or? you can do that, too. But then you're on there fucking bullshit, you know what I mean? I don't right. want to be... I don't, Facebook, fuck Facebook. Fuck Facebook. I said it. I said it. Um, no, but you, I think the... Core people will definitely move if we move, but you know, live stream is one of those things where the reason we have to get that glitch every single week is because when we stop, for some reason, when we're on the, the, the screen, capture. screen capture and we try to go back to the to the main thing, it's like glitch city. Yeah. Now they, I rolled back to a previous version like they told me to, and it didn't help. So I'm gonna tell them that. No. Huh. Well, there you go. I'm gonna tell those guys what's up. Um, so we have James calling in with the James Bean, man on the scene, AK version. The real James Bean. The real James Bean, not the there's fake. A, there's a fake one out there. There is, and that sucks. I mean, I, I get pissed off when I right. see stuff like that because that's like another and one. It's, and it's like, can't you, you know, be original? You know, all right, you want to get into the business, fine. But can't you, you know, you gotta, now you got to try to... You know, well, he was a customer. He was even a customer of James. James knew the guy. So yeah. It's, it's even worse. It was like, you stole my name? Like, what? <laughs> So let's see. Got Tanner trying to call me. What the heck's he want? Maybe he wants to call. So are you smoking? Uh, I think it's some Chem D. Let me grab uh, some drinks for us. So uh, yeah, that water should be cold now. Entertain, entertain the people there with your with your singing voice. Dead air, Dave. So I ended up, uh, I ended up going to Vegas over the weekend. I bought some weed out there. Uh, their dispensaries were weird. It ended up, it was like kind of like being at a bar, and you had to like get someone's attention to sell you weed. Well, it's very they, strange. They they sold out of weed now. I heard that they're now they're going to be importing. I guess there's a state of emergency. There there was, and, but all the stores seemed to have it when I was out there that weekend. Like I, they're going to import it from California. I didn't yeah. run into no any way. They can't oh. do that. Well, I guess anyone that wants to get backpack their weed into a dispensary can no, I think probably what, sell it. You know what the deal is, is that they have some kind of weird distribution thing right now, and they can't get enough of it in because of that. Or like only three people signed up for the distribution thing, and and one of them's active right now or something. That makes sense. It's so. a total. I mean, when you go to Vegas and you try to set up for your, that's like the first place I dealt with uh, union bullshit and all that, and being like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You're like, "Oh yeah, you can't carry your own yeah, they, stuff into the place." Yeah, and they got like, some weird. I'd be rules like, "What are you there? talking about?" And they'd be like, "No." We have to carry it, and you have to pay like six hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, "No, dude, I'm gonna carry it." And then there was a thing of like you had to be able to see your feet. Boom, we got a call. It's four nineteen. He's on point. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Is this the man himself, or is this uh, angry Here's James Bean with the oh, James Bean, right the real there. James Four twenty. Yeah, the yeah. real James Bean on the scene. Yeah, and even on time, like a minute early even? That's amazing. On, on time, a minute early, on the scene, in yeah. Alaska. That's yeah. me. That's you. That's you. How is it there? How is it nice and 
nice and gorgeous. Oh, wait a minute. That's, that's, before, that's the alarm to call you. See? Okay. See? I was a minute early. <laughs> um, it's good. It's, it's 420 uh, nice right now. You're, like, on, uh, you're on point. You're on point. All right. So, All right, so I was trying to, be, trying to be early. So where are you at right now? I'm in, uh, I'm actually at Southside Garden Store right now. Oh, nice. And uh, is there, yeah. so you, you're doing a show up it's, there, uh, right? It's in Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week it's uh, THC Fair. Um, it'll be like the seventh or eighth time we've come up here. Um, always had really, really good luck and whatnot. Uh, it's a virgin market uh, that we've always been completely happy with. Um, we've had a couple of our winners. Of course, a couple, we carry a couple of breeders from this area. Um, Swamp but, Donkey. Uh, Swamp Donkey. Yeah. Brandon, of course. Swamp, Swamp, Swamp Donkey would be one of them. And mentioning him, that would be uh, this week's uh, strain on the scene. It would be his Purple Frost Monster that he won last year, or last uh, two weeks ago with at uh, the Cannabis Convention up here. Did he win with that also? Yeah, pretty, Did he win with that last time also? Same thing? Or no? Uh, Is that a double no, no, winner? no, second, I believe. But, but yeah, yeah, it's the same. That's the one that he actually. Okay. Yeah, this one that he actually did himself. Nice. And then, uh, so, this, so the spot that you're at right now, they're going to, they're also, um, now is anybody up there carrying beans, beans, like actually in the stores? Or? Well, these are genetic preservation kits as usual. So. Oh, even better. I like that. And, uh, but yeah, uh, he just, uh, I believe it's 20,000 square feet he just picked up. It's a big spot. Beautiful. Um, it's a gross, it's a gross, yeah, it's a gross, fact, gross shop, everything kind of lifestyle, gross shop kind of combo thing. Or what? Yeah, but, well, not that. Not not so much grow shop because that's got a bad connotation. It's uh, like a garden center. Gotcha. Would be a much more, uh, more feasible word for it. And a bong like shop. Say, and, a, and you got a freaking bong shop. I got some bongs. Got some grow gear. <laughs> no, it's nice. And are these guys are open and nice running. Black. These guys are open and running now, or? Well, uh, they're like openly in basically three or four days ago. They got. You said four shops, five shops, pretty much owns Alaska as far as the different shops goes. And then they just consolidated, made it uh, all better, uh, made it centralized better for their, for their customers. So, in fact, I'm just going to put him on. Sure. Um, I, I believe that uh, this would be an excellent, excellent outlet for Hoodlum in Alaska. Of course. So we'll how, could you, how could you not want to have Hoodlum in, in, oh, in no, Alaska? That's a perfect fit. Jesus. Fits like it, a glove. It, it's, it's just like a Hoodlum. It's, it's, yeah. it's a perfect fit. <laughs> just like a well, exactly. I'll, I'll put him on the phone right now. Here he is. Here's Rob. Hello, it's Rob. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Uh, you got Hello. the pleasure. You get the pleasure of hanging out with Mr. Bean up there, huh? Yeah, it's my man. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We're really excited about getting involved in doing these genetic preservation kits for sure. Hundred percent. And uh, he said you got a huge spot there, like twenty thousand square feet. That sounds. Uh, I mean. You got a lot of got a lot of corners to We're, fill. It sounds like we do. We've got uh, with the four stores all averaging around three thousand square feet, imploding into this one here and one eight thousand out in the valley, about an hour drive um, out into the, the Matanuska Valley, where you know another large portion of the population in Alaska is at. We're kind of right in the center where we need to be with. Uh, you know, certainly four stores with inventory filling this pretty well. We're up and functioning and running pretty good and have about half of our 1.8, 1.9 million in wholesale products on the ground um, stocked so far. It's taken us almost two weeks to get this far. And so the four different stores that you're talking about, they're all doing different stuff, or was it kind of like... Uh... Nope. 
they were they were all Southside Gunners play, okay. fully stocked, gotcha. full inventory, and now we just brought everything into one large canvas where mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a permanent trade show right down the middle of the store, uh-huh. uh, where I can represent all the different commercial entities and a person trying to get started in the commercial or the, even just at a larger level of recreational can get all the information, white labeling on products, yep. pens, extraction, trimming, any and everything that goes along with, uh, with gardening and all in one spot, yeah. you know, well represented with the, you know, the, the premium players uh, represented around the country yeah, you know, like all that. in one spot. We're, I like the idea. We're a long ways away. I like the idea of a little like permanent little trade show mentality, just because. Uh, whenever I go to any trade show, for me, it's always it's quite literally like one nugget is what I always tell everybody. It's like all I'm doing is like walk around and I check around until I see one thing that I haven't yet seen before, and or you know just like out of mm-hmm. left field or just something that I'm like, oh my god, this is it. What's that? And if, and if you can if you could do that and then fill your store with all those kind of little weird nugget things that people don't know about because everyone knows some of the bigger players and they don't really need that much representation but those little guys sometimes because that's what growing that's what growing is all about it's like when you go into someone's grow room and you see how they like hang their hose up smart you're like oh my god that's so smart dude <laughs> what the fuck did I do that I gotta, like, I gotta do that and then you kind of just steal their little idea a little bit and move move yeah, your thing well ahead. we kind of learn and feed off of each other yeah it's always been like that so. And I think uh, the best sure. the best garden shops that I've always found are the ones that have like a little unique twist in their way of presenting either presenting stuff and or just have like a good eye when they're out at these shows and they pick up those things that most shops wouldn't have. You know, like for instance, uh, uh, aqueous ozone generators. You, know, you ever you ever mm-hmm. looked into those? Like people who have stuff smart like that, yep. and you're like, oh well, that's perfect for the house. You get a little thing you put a cartridge in boom you clean all your whole place you don't use any you don't use any uh you know harsh chemicals or anything and so like mm-hmm. stuff like that and just weird that's like so every show i go to i'm always like oh there was one smart little, oh, yeah, you know yeah. little thing so yeah it's great if you have a huge shop like that because then you can play, play with the coin like play with little zones sure you, you well we we are completely supported in our life by growers so opportunity to try to give back and support people doing things as they're emerging in this industry too we brought in a, a local sourced kaizen group from homer alaska and we're going to give them a, a show at the table nice. and we've got alaska uh fertilizer company that's doing a, a bacillus from uh red salmon carcasses and the waste from the fishing industry and playing back in so we're going to give them a, a spot at the table too hmm. and try to help you know boost and support the people that boost and support us sure it's perfect well yeah and it'd be really good if it's like alaska heavy as far as you know the the stuff so when other people from other places come there and you know obviously from locals come there too it's gonna be good but for when other people come out and see that there's you know unique products coming out of there i mean obviously uh, salmon waste would be pretty cheap in alaska <laughs> i would think you know what i mean so could be very competitive really? could be super competitive you know what i mean right but uh right but then it has to get exposure, of course. Uh, so you guys come yeah. to, you, you come down to some of the shows down um, in the states at all, or not states, but down here. We we try to leave the state at least once or twice a month and make a show from nice. big industry uh, to uh, a high times event or mm-hmm. uh, the Emerald Cup, or right. we just got back from Chalice. 
cool. Yeah, and, so you guys uh, are killing it. So we, you, we try to nice. always connect and always try to reach out and see that new that new product or that you know that new invention that really makes you know the whole grow scene or the commercial scene better. Yeah, and uh, make the connection. No, it sounds good. I mean, and then it's important too because a lot of times you get swamped in your own little world, and you're like, after a while, you're like stuck in your like. I've seen shops from the '90s that are still in the '90s. You know what I mean? You're like, hey man, things have changed a little but bit. They got incense I, burning. Yeah, you walk but, in, you're like, oh man, this place. Forget but this. I know growers like that too. You know, what I mean, I'm like, dude, you know, they, sure. you know, they, there's a thing called electronic ballast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, some people are just so outdated and stuck in their own world that you know they don't really keep up with the new technology. Yeah, and the whole thing is opening, right. having a store is like you really have to, you know, be a, whoever's doing your purchasing obviously has to be on point and not, you know, not wasting time with things that are, you know, everyone's got at every other store or, you know, you can get. Because now it's crazy. You see how Walmart has all these products now? You guys are going to compete with Walmart now as far as like dab, they have dab stuff and oh, really? rosin presses and you're just like, really? Only in Colorado. No, no, this is online. Online. Really? Walmart online. Right. Have, you seen, have you seen any of that, Rob? Did you did you see any of that Walmart stuff? I haven't seen a, a lot of the Walmart stuff. Like yeah, it's it, here in Walmart you can buy it, but actually online you can Sorry, buy it. Yeah. It'll lose you. I know, like, you go into Home Depot... And they got, you know, they had to have a whole starter kit for clones. Rockwool, dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It is Fox uh, Farms. We, I was talking with, um, was talking with Josh from Solistech yesterday about the kind of the future. And it's like, you, you see how now smart pots are now in, in, uh, in Home Depot. Well, I haven't seen that so yet. You get, so it's like, wow, man. Things are, <laughs> things are going quick, you know? Well, you know, mm-hmm. you know it, it, in a way that's good because, you know... It, you start expanding these products to the general public, and you know we're using them for cannabis, but you know they could be using them for flowers or vegetables or what, what whatever. You know, I'm, ve- sure. I'm growing vegetables right now out of pots out of my in my backyard. Yeah. So you guys have do you guys have a lot of uh, larger growers, or you guys are mostly working with home like smaller home grows things? What's your what's your focus? We, I would, I would say our, our focus and our, our bread and butter is always and still the, the small two four light cultivator. Yeah, there's still that, lots of know, there. looking for, lots. Um, we're working with about thirty commercial grows now, and some dispensaries on their packaging and products. Sure. Um, helping them, you know, figure out things and source things and bring in products, find the most competitive price point for their packaging, and helping them overcome some of the issues. Uh, because we do get out of the state and we are staying on top of it. Yeah. yeah. But the community support, though, is, is really at its, always at its best with the, the 2 4 light guy that comes in and needs to help with cuttings or wants to know a, a, a better way to address a certain problem or a safer way to deal with pests or prevent pests. So that, uh, but the Walmart scene, it doesn't scare me at all in that people that are looking for, quality growers and advice will find a place where they know the answer, will ask the question. If they like the way to treat it and they like the response, they'll experiment with a few more questions and if they continue to get good advice and are supported, then that's their spot. They, they can get what they need. They get the competitive price and they get the information and the, the sharing of value, which 
far excuse a Walmart experience. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure in Alaska though too. There's people who are are pretty stoked to get to your spot if it's twenty thousand square feet, and then they get to see all these products and. They just drove X amount of time right. to get there. You but know you'd have I mean? to think a lot of people are isolated out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, go, I mean. and, go, like and going like to it. the grocery shop is something that you do once or twice a year. You know what I mean? And you buy all your supplies. Hopefully more, and... hopefully more than that. Hopefully once or twice a month. <laughs> you know what I'm right. <laughs> At least. But, you no, know. but you know, like you said, buy in, stock up. That's, uh, so you guys get a lot of that. the way because... Yeah, I guess you guys get a lot so of that, more, too. We have so many people that live in rural parts of Alaska. Right, they you can't. Know, we have, it's too far for them. Yeah, it's a large majority of the people are in just Anchorage, Kenai, and the Matsu you guys area. Do, you, guys deliver? you guys are deliver? <laughs> Drop off do. by plane. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That... We work. I'm, I grew up out in the bush in a flying sport fishing resort, so uh-huh. I'm familiar with the logistics and how difficult it is to get not just to a remote community, but then to a remote site from a remote community yeah. where you're using the mail planes and boats to gain access to drone, we have drone drop fabulous off. customers drones <laughs> sure hydro drone drop off well I, I mean I think yeah, you, drone drop. you definitely have your uh, hur- have your hurdles there for sure when it comes to distances and the remoteness that people are at and uh, what, what about uh, so what's your what's your like number one selling product uh, pretty much from just like in any category what do you sell the most of you think well I well I'd say uh, nutrients and medium are the staple so of course we sell as much or more of that than anything else right. um, having this much space and this much variety of this many different parts you know it's spread pretty thin but yeah. staples are are the, the focus obviously nutrients medium uh, pumps timers a lot of hydroponic equipment most everything that's grown not all for sure but a large majority of the growing is done indoors mm-hmm. and with automation. So providing those parts, that's a, a big piece of what we do. Sure. And how many people you got working for you? With... Uh, right now, I think we have 18 employees at the two stores. And what, So what happened with the, when you had to close the other stores? Did you just bring everybody together, or was there sort of like some fallout going, went down? Or? There, was a, there was a small amount of a fallout even prior to the move, which really – kind of initiated the idea to do this um having the go-to shop with the information to help people out requires that i don't hire anybody that doesn't pass the what's mpk what are the ph ranges for soil versus hydro what are you know alternate choices for pesticide and pest control other than trying to spray something from a bottle and if they don't have a very deep knowledge of gardening indoor experience and understand how to get past my question, which is not open book. I'm, I'm asking them in an interview. Yeah. Um, then I can't invest the six or seven months that it takes to really bring that person up to just knowing how to ask the right questions the right way sure. to do the investigation and, and help really benefit somebody without offering too much or trying to pry or maybe making a suggestion based on what they think is what they've done and trying to apply it without asking the right questions to somebody who's maybe at a different, you know, a level or a different investment in their grow and making a mistake, which is the worst thing. And our biggest concern is that we don't help the wrong way. We we don't want to be the problem. So Sure. And I used to work at a grocery shop back in the day, and it was like it became very routine as far as, you know, someone would come in and, 
it's like they're going to the doctor every time you know what i mean they kind of like they want to tell you but they don't really want to tell you and you had to get the information without making them feel embarrassed you know what i mean because they'd be like yeah i got this problem and you'd be like all right just tell me man and they'd be like the worst worst is when they would actually like whip it whip out of the leaf or something i'd be like no dude i don't really want to look at you want to look at the leaf just tell me please but uh you know it, it was always like a it was a delicate thing, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you're working with you're working with people's egos at that point too. They're like, and their and their wallets, you know what I mean? All right. of a sudden they've spent X amount and their shit's gone sideways, and you're trying to figure it out for them. And you know, usually it's not that hard to figure out. At the same time, it's uh, always everybody's got every same answer. It was always like, it was 72 degrees, perfect pH. Every, I did everything perfect, but somehow it all went wrong. You know what I mean? And you're like, hmm, okay, that's strange because it sounds all perfect, you know. And, uh, yeah, you right. definitely take some a little special care to get the info out of people enough to even be able to help them in the first place. So. Yeah, and that's not a one-year employee. So if I, I lose a guy, uh-huh. most of my guys have been with me more than three years now, some of them seven, eight years. If I lose one of those, there's such a key component to what we do that, Mm-hmm. I, I can't just replace them. I have to uproot someone, literally pun intended, from my shop, send them to the other store, and now we have everybody in one spot. We get together, uh-huh. we collab, we we discuss. They can uh, new guys can follow along with me, or if someone's not strong in a certain department, they can follow with me. They can hear me explain it and talk to the customer and bring them up. You know, true you know, on the job training as opposed to you know, just hoping over time that they figure it out. Right. And that's a, that's a big thing for us and why we're, where we're trying to get it down to just the, the two locations so that I can be there, Whoa. provide a better quality of service and have everything in stock. That happened last time. Too. So, um, so when you start, so do you have partners? I mean, I guess I, do you have any major player? Are you the main owner, only owner, or do you have a couple partners? I, I am, yeah, my, my wife and I. Oh, yeah, well, that's run, real, run real partners. True, true partners, I mean. You guys are yeah. true partners. My true partner. Yeah, um, which is, which is uh, I mean, because for me, that's always been the, the, the hardest part of any business has always been, like, figuring out who to work with on any kind of long-term project. You never really know until you're deep into the project where you're like, oh, my God, this is not going to work out. Um, partners are difficult. Yeah. Uh, and, and so when you started, were you were you growing before you started the shop, or were you kind of like, coming in from a different different uh, industry or how, how did you even start the whole my, my background as a kid growing up I was uh, I was part of a sport fishing operation which was seasonal in the summer uh-huh. so maybe just after my birthday in April through October I was out in remote Alaska uh, guiding and fishing and being part of a team and then in the, the winter time it's hard when the best jobs in Alaska in the summertime to come back in the winter be a student and have any kind of an income so mm-hmm. I got really good at playing pool uh, I spent a lot of time dealing poker and had a garden going from the time I was uh, almost 21 years old so right. 40, 22 years ago now gotcha. time flies gotcha. one of the good things at least you can go in and get, and get the information when you used to go in the hydro shop back in the day you used to have to talk about tomatoes or you know you couldn't reference anything at all or they throw you out the store yeah well sometimes there are fans yeah. just working right. in the store right, <laughs> right, right. For fishing for some bodies yeah i think running out running i mean it's it's interesting like you're in a unique situation i believe just because of the location and like we were saying earlier i think people probably actually like going to the 
once you know because we get to go every so often to the grow shop and if it's that big and it's got enough going on it's going to be you know even better than than maybe what we experienced even before but uh you know for the most part i, I see like the grow shops here hurting more than ever and I, I think because everybody's getting so you know amazoned out that they just would rather order and now no one's scared anymore before you were scared of course you didn't want to have ordered to your house but Certainly. you know now you're like sure send fucking giant jugs of f- fertilizer to my house i mean just go to the hydro shop was a, a d- ordeal you didn't want to bring your own car you had to borrow someone's car you you know you had to right. make, make sure no one was following you home uh, no one took your license plate or recognized you. Yeah, no, it's, it was uh, it's it was always interesting. I mean, real part of You almost had to you had to like either really know the guy who owned the shop, or you didn't want to know nothing about the guy who owned the shop. It was one of those two things, you know? What I mean, you couldn't be uh, like couldn't get too regular at one either. If you came too many times to the same place, it'd be like because I did the same thing when I worked at the store. I'd be like, huh, that guy just bought ten packs of fertilizer that make 2,500 liters each, so that's 25,000 liters of food, and he's going to, he's came back every two weeks, so I already got him already figured out, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, okay, that guy's growing at least 3,000 plants, you know what I mean? And he's got, you know, and I think that's kind of what, you know, people are paranoid. People get paranoid, of course, because you don't want people to know too much, you know, and they'll know your flowering times, and they know where you're at, and if you start telling them everything which people now people are just relaxed as hell it's funny right. to watch <laughs> well now they're oh yeah look at this dude and they're bringing in you a piece of flour or something so um how you guys have like a can you guys smoke at your spot at all because you're not you're not like a dispenser or anything can can you have a sort of we're not lounge no no <laughs> no we, we don't we're we're so new in our build out and getting moved into this place we have some ideas for uh, a couple of different things. I was even considering having a like a nice email and a, a piece set up to, you know, allow people to sample like CBD dabs. Right. And I'm not sure. Uh, I'm still kind of waiting to hear back from some of the hired counselors to give me some insight in that. But I think we can do that. That'd be dope. And That'd be really I already cool. have a I already have about a thousand square foot area uh, partitioned off with a pool table, foosball. And uh, the idea that we're going to put in a a uh, coffee shop barista that oh. does infused CBDs. Well, there you go. That's even, and that's real good. Kind of make a really cool, you know, place. We have so many people do now feel comfortable at the garden shop and do get a lot of help. They come down, and they'll spend an hour or two hours walking around the front store. They're providing Red Bulls and coffee and trying to make a comfortable environment because they want to spend time. They want to talk. They want to familiarize themselves with the the space and as they think about things and hear things talk to the guys and talk to the employees and ask questions yeah. so it's a it's kind of a, a very casual and comfortable you know scenario my my wife and better half of course uh didn't like the idea of giving up the real estate because we got so much stuff that needs places to go but no, I, I, think really it's, nice I think it's a good I think it's a piece good Coffee never, coffee never uh, slowed anything down at work. That's for sure. It helps, definitely keeps things rolling. You know. Sure. Well, it's a communal sure. thing too. You know, I mean, you get to hang out with people and. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's great. If you can, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of times, uh, you know, the idea of the productive shops of getting people in, getting people out, but when you're trying to deal with people who have 
complicated things usually. Right. There's well, a, it becomes more personal, you know what I mean? Especially when you're dealing with local people, they're going to be repeat customers. You want them to, you know, want you want them to come back. Mm-hmm. I, every time I go to a grocery shop, I go in thinking I want one thing, and I come out like a thousand bucks deeper. Like, fuck, I didn't even know I, I kind of need it. Right. I Always like, take a list is the garden shop <laughs> never go to the garden shop without a list that's yeah I'm terrible I'm terrible about that I usually think I, I got uh, it and I come home and I'm like, we love you I was we like I was like I was going there for hose clamps wasn't I I was like fuck and then when I came home I'm like dude look at this yeah but there's always something you got your eye on a new light or a new something you know what I mean How, how's the lighting trend up there is everybody uh, double ended all day long or is it kind of uh, commercially we're seeing a we're seeing a mix of uh, supplemental LED, mm-hmm. some full LED grows. Double-ended is the most popular, of course. Yeah. And now there's some really interesting. I just saw the the end run of four uh, of the 945 CMHs uh-huh. and the the three the 3KR, and spectacular. Really, 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 really happy with that light. Huh. Um, in our own personal trials and so you know our vetting, th- um, so there's three that's, bulbs that's, now. We're going, we're going three bulbs deep, <laughs> right? And there's promise. I think we're just recently released a two bulb one thousand, like a dual five hundred. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like we're at the kind of right lighting. Lightings are like lighting has gone into like the vape pen stage, where it's just like, bam, bam, boom. Everybody's got something new and hot, and you just gotta like. Uh, is that here or there? Or where is that? It's oh, okay, I wasn't sure. What, was that. I was like, what is going on? Um, it's a bust. But uh, no, I think my rides here, guys. I think that definitely, like, you'll see people swinging, especially like ceramic metal halides, obviously making a huge push, and um, just the quality of the light has gotten so much better in one way. But at the same time, my friend Victor was like really adamant, telling me like he's like, I don't know about these. <laughs> new lights, you know, it's still the sodiums, and so there's still going to be diehards out there that want to grow with old school well, sodium uh, vertical bulbs, and you know, what I mean, they don't. At the end of the day, they don't mm-hmm. want to hear about it. <laughs> like you're like, okay, no problem. Well, Proven result. A lot of people like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly, and also if people are growing, like it depends how deep you need the throw of the light. And then the thing is that people don't understand is that when you when you create the right sort of grid on the top is very even evenly spaced then you create like a real even space below it you know what I mean and then most people are are under the impression it has to be slammed down right on top of the fucking plants and you know right, as yeah. we've seen you just bleach them out and they don't necessarily right. you know all the terps are killed because right. it's already the in the trichromes 90s, you know? get, get yeah. you know, melted down yeah the know. terps are gone it's so like all those top big giant buds are like meh meh you know the pot, but the buds down below those are all still got the flavor because right. they're, they're away so I feel like just, but you have to grow more than like four lights to make it work. You know, four lights or more to make it into anything. There's no grid at, with two lights. You know what I mean? There's right. no grid with, so that's where people kind of screw up. So they'll throw one up and I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Compared to, uh, yeah, you have to have multiple sources. But, yeah, I guess that's why right. that, you know, when they use the netting and stuff, the scrog. You know. Is there plant? Uh, how the how is the homegrown numbers situation up there? Is it all different everywhere in, in the state, or is it the same? Well, there's yeah, there's it's uh, it's consistent as far as the state's concerned. There's the Raven, 
the Ravener. Uh-huh. And that's uh that that's that's one school of thought. And then there's the recreational market now. And there's medical, which is really difficult to interpret. Um it, it kept us from really having any accepted medical dispensaries. What is the plant um, count for a home grow? Uh, currently in the rec market, the way I understand it, it's three plants in veg and three plants in flower per adult, not to exceed 24 plants in the home. Okay, so they can stack with multiple stackable. adults. Gotcha. Yeah, that's 24 is 24 total, so 12 and 12 is what they're saying. So, right, and that would be four adults, um, half four adults. in veg, gotcha. littles, and then half in flower. Yeah. What's nice though is you can keep. Um, you know, what's your crop? So there's, as long as it's, you know, in your home and it's yours personally, which is the, the right. direction you can, you can grow a two, three pound plant uh-huh. and times the three and keep the six pounds, uh, cure it and, and put it away. And that's okay. That's the, that's good. So you can have quite a, quite a quantity. Yeah. Depending on what style or how you, a lot for the space and the time and the effort to, uh, to cultivate. Yeah, no, there's all, I mean, that's the thing is there's, there's some crazy laws, like in Rhode Island, that's stupid, where you can grow a bunch, but you can't have more than 10 ounces. Like, well, how the hell are you going to grow 12 plants and only have 10, like, get 10 ounces out of that? It doesn't make any sense, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's there's mm-hmm. definitely some sort of setting you up to fail numbers uh, out there. And, you know, that's where it is. I think, you know, if every state hopefully doesn't switch. None of these states actually, like, reverse any of their shit, but... You know the the way that is kind of going now with sessions and stuff. I, people get nervous about it. I don't get nervous personally. I just think he, it's a joke. But but the fact is that within days of him saying it, they're already like starting to like seize cash and cars and things again. Like you know, just out of the is, up there. Is there any tension and weirdness about like them kind of preventing people to home grow, or is there any kind of tension in that world or well, it, how's that going it, it seems and I could be missing a scenario but it seems lately that uh, it certainly hasn't been the, the front page of the news and you know the, the talk of the town is people getting you know bothered with their small cultivation home grows and in fact it's really positive a lot of effort a lot of people looking to get into the, the rec market and uh, a lot of people constantly every day more people going and getting their handlers cards and uh do you know what the num- um, do you know what the number is right now of uh, people with? Cars? I don't know off the top of my head. I would I'd reach out to Handle Alaska mm-hmm. plug um, to to find out information about what's going on. They're doing a, a superb job, and uh, where I I got my card so I could go around and with you know be part of plant support in and out of the different dispensaries and grow helping them with their issues. And it's uh, super smooth. It was uh, informative and went well process was pretty slick right and uh so with, with so there's no real because a lot of states are now you know uh kind of getting rid of their medical because they want to just go straight to rec because they want the tax money obviously that those are the but then there's other states that are done that and now are saying well i think we're gonna actually put it back you know so it's kind of where uh, you know, I, I believe that they need to keep that medical market 
totally, right, right. You know, well, like in Washington, I think they just did away with the whole medical thing, right? Yeah, but then they wanted, then they're already talking about bringing it back, though. right? But now the whole now California is going to be doing the same thing. Is that correct? Um, you know, like I said, I think that's the trend. I mean, I think that's the. I don't. It'd be crazy if California did it because that's where it all started. You know what right, I mean? But, so but like, for the medical patient that can't afford it, you know, I mean, it, it should always be free. It should be free, or yeah, yeah. it should be, or close to be tax free uh, at least. Because no, you know, there's some people that are living in trailers and they're sure. just scraping by trying to get their medicine. Yeah, and uh, no, it should definitely be pretty easy to prove that, and then those should be taken care of because the numbers would be a lot more reasonable too. Because once you get to the you know, we're not going to just give it to everybody who just says it, you know, but like, yeah, I have a hard time getting money from weed. <laughs> like, that's well, not if you have a real medical condition, you know, verified by a doctor. Yeah, if you see 100%. That's not, I think it should, I think the Surely. number, I think the numbers would be real realistic. On the normal site, it says that there's 1,465 uh, estimated number of registered patients. That's it. On the Alaska. Wow. Yeah. And that's from the, the sources of the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. But I don't know when the last time this was updated either. So it doesn't show that information. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's, uh, that's a pretty small, pretty small number. That's what I thought, too. You're like, hmm. Um, that's the only number I've seemed to find so far. So, so uh, back to the store. <laughs> uh, James was saying that you were... Definitely interested in Hoodlum, which I would suggest would be a great... Well, last time I was there, I was like, well, whoever picks that up is going to kill it up here because it's like, uh, I think, you know, anywhere, any place that every year people buy jackets and then all of a sudden they buy something and then they don't need to buy one for like five years because it still works great and it's fashionable enough and it didn't like totally... They didn't buy like some crazy purple neon jacket last year that's like, nobody wears purple neon anymore, you know? Um yeah, I think uh, it would be a great, great addition to the store. Have you guys checked our? I think so too. Have you checked our website out totally? Or yeah, that just recently, and James showed me that it was uh, updated. Looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, obviously, a sustainable clothing line that's kind of industry cool, and uh, hemp products are you know all the things that we're about, and uh, love it. You guys have so like, do, do, do you guys gonna have like a hemp section besides? I mean, obviously, if you're taking the clothing, you'll have that. But do you guys have other, like a lot of hemp products there, uh, soaps and cosmetics, and um, oils and things. A few, a few products. We do have a few things. You know, we we kind of re-rolled our life, jumped upside down, so we, bounced off our head, and done all these things here just in the last few days. So there's a lot of things that we're we're looking at that haven't got yet, just for the fact that there's only we're really only putting in half days right now and 12 hours is a good shift for half day right and uh trying to get things accomplished so we have and, a uh, you know get my get a get a fisher out of my kids in right we have a second caller on the line who do we have there uh you're on the adam show hey it's nelson i just had a quick question for uh jj i wanted to yeah. see if he was gonna bring back the uh, three cam line the three times i haven't been able to see that in stock anywhere um, th- that was like one of those strains that we kind of made along the line of making another strain. Uh, we don't have no real plans on bringing it back, but I know that there's been some really good feedback on that. I know that my co-tech, he used that 
in a lot of his breeding and uh, we may bring it back but it might be a different version of it but uh, that that strain went over very well yeah I had it and it was the only one that didn't get PM in the room and uh, unfortunately it wasn't saved and uh, so now I'm re-looking for it right and, and, and getting that kind of feedback you know helps me you know, because I know, you know, sometimes there are plants, you know, in, in the room when you have a, a you know, a bug ep epidemic or PM, and there's always that one plant for some reason that just never gets contaminated, you know? Yeah, and you're like, damn, if I just grew a whole room of that. Right, exactly, but <laughs> you don't know that until you have that problem, you know? So, yep. uh, but as a breeder, getting that kind of feedback, you know, is very helpful because then, you know, I, I can build off of that. Yeah. I, I still... And you, and you didn't even have to get PM. So right, right, exactly. Thanks, Nelson, for getting all but the PM I, for us. Right. No, just but kidding. I do still have some of them three chems, and I can probably F2 them, you know. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that could be a future project in the works. Nice. All right, very cool. And, Adam, I had a question about your sage. Uh -huh. So I was reading online on the forum, and someone was posting about Luke from Paradise Seeds on his Scentsy Star basically being the Indica version of the same cross. Have you heard that before? No, never heard that one before. That's that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I know Luke pretty well, and I don't think we ever shared any genetics uh, back in the day. And no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I like the Sensi Star though. It's my one yeah, of my favorite. Yeah. It's actually one of my. It's a favorite thing he ever grew. So if there was anybody who wanted to, if there was any strain of his that somebody would, I would want to be connected to, it would be that be that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a cutting of that. It's the Pacific Northwest cut, and I've been doing a little breeding with that. And uh, I mean, it 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 grows very big and it, monstrous i mean it's a it's a good yielder uh -huh. you know it's kind of lemony peppery oh, yeah. almost almost like chem dog but without the chem you know what i mean yeah. there's no chem in it yeah it's a little darker too like yeah. color wise but yeah it's an awesome plant it was my favorite my favorite from his line for sure thanks nelson yep, well, no problem man hey talk soon peace so rob uh you want to do any shout outs to uh for your store and uh We'll, we'll obviously be chatting in the future about getting you, getting you the, uh, the hoodlum line in there, and and a bunch of other um, and, and a bunch of other good hemp products that we because we we do uh, we have been working with a lot of hemp companies for years. So I'll link you with a bunch of them to uh, see if we can get you some good stuff into the, on the shelves there. Yeah, obviously the help's appreciated, and uh, I'm I'm stoked. We're into it for sure. Sounds good. Can you uh, tell us any websites or any uh, links on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that for you guys? Well, we're Southside Garden Supply. We're on Instagram as Southside Garden Supply and uh, sgsak.com directly. We're stores online. Products are online. And uh, we'll continue to do that. We're changing things around. Our point of sale system's changed. And a few things have changed, but that's still available. Right. And, uh, yeah, the store here, 2809 Arctic, right in Midtown, and uh, the Parks Highway at the Value Village Mall in Wasilla. Open uh, open every day. Cool. I think um, I'll be coming up with James at the, the show later in the year. I don't know if you're coming up for the next Alaska. You should for fishing, yeah, man. You I'm, need I'm to gonna, go. I, you know. Come on, man. This guy loves fishing, so of course he's got to come up, right? 
That's one thing. It's one thing you guys can Absolutely. do. And, and, and I mean, look, we're talking to a guy. That's what he grew. That's what he did. This is living. His living was right. You still go out with a lot of fishing, or are you kind of too busy with the shop? I, I do. I get. Uh, I take as much time as I possibly can. I've got a nine-year-old son who loves to fish. See, and, I got a five-year-old. Uh, my background is. A, I got a five-year-old. Maybe I'll bring him up to the next yeah. show. The next thing up there, we'll do a whole family. We'll do the family thing. We will. Uh, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, fun. family fishing day is, is hard to beat. It. Alaska is just a absolute wonderland for outdoors yeah uh fishing is incredible the scenery is incredible the weather is amazing right and uh it's pretty tough to beat well you know last time we went last time it was james took us last time and we ended up uh you guys went on a boat didn't you yeah went on the boat it was pretty good james didn't catch nothing right did anyone get sick he skunked no nobody got nobody got sick he skunked out and then i caught a few and um uh josh Caught oh, a, so you guys did catch caught a few. Area. We all caught fish, and then Except for and then James. and then on the way back, instead of like none of it, we didn't get the right fucking cooler, and they put it in a box, and they put it in the thing, and they came out on the came out onto the uh, on the plane, and it was just like all falling out of the thing, uh, nasty, and just like what? So we we did not get to, uh, did not get even a bite of any of it. It was like damn. Uh, so yeah, there you go. So we have to come back and do the proper fishing trip this time and get it properly shipped so we can actually uh, enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, cool. Glad to well, get, I'd, get I'd you on the show. I look forward to going fishing with you guys for sure. Oh, 100%. We definitely. See, can, now, uh, I already get, know. We can get you home with what you catch. I already know now he's, he's going to start thinking. It's going to be start thinking yeah. about this one. We have to. got to make this trip. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show and uh, we'll be talking soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, 100%. And uh, next time we're up there, we'll all be hanging out and go fishing. Sounds good. Bring, yeah, you'll bring definitely some. be my guest. Okay. Um, and Wasn't that supposed to be uh, an episode on Bon Appetit? I was hoping that was that was my <laughs> right? plan, and I tried to make it work, but they don't. They, they didn't jump. No, so. Yeah, I had mentioned it too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, nice one. And uh, is James with you still, or he's out there? James, sure. Yeah. He's not hassling the hassling the uh, the clientele. So, so far, the first story did you tell him that you caught? Like, I, I told him that you didn't that. catch anything. No. You didn't catch anything. I caught a bunch. I got a cold. And, and then it got all just ended up on. Cold. It ended up on the on the uh, the uh, luggage conveyor the, belt, conveyor belt luggage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, we just turned around and walked away. We just it's not ours, man. We just left it Exactly. Yeah, well, it's not something you claim. You know what I mean? It's, not it's probably still like, hey, just all true. caught up in those <laughs> gears and stuff. It must be nasty. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and everybody's luggage and shit. Why they even put it on there? That's the thing. But uh, and I didn't even do it. That's that's on you and Josh T. It has nothing to do with me. Remember, so like you just said, I didn't catch anything. Those you, are your fish. You did not catch <laughs> any. It's true. Um, well, thanks so, for calling in. Well, and... let's go. Let's go chill in the water later on, though. Any any specials you want to tell um, us about your for your for for seeds here now? Because we didn't really list any. Because we had good luck. Oh. Who knows, right? Yeah. The, no, the best thing is the best the best thing is just to go to the website and uh, see for the specials. But I know we just got to restock of all the top dog stuff with descriptions. Uh, with thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> we did sit down for about two hours yesterday and went over all the descriptions of what is what. And so now I know what SIS is, and now I know what SIS DMV means. And so those should, uh, if we have any, if those left over, uh, they should be out there. And now those are going pretty fast. Um, of course, we just got the new Relentless stuff in. Uh, his Orange Valley stuff is, is in fire. Um, we didn't get any Stage Master Selects in. Um, uh, yeah. 
did, did not yet. Did, did we talk about Boston last week yet? Talk about what? Boston. Boston. A little bit. Yeah, the beginning. Yeah, Joe. We talked about yeah, Joe Petrie. Yeah, Joe Petrie. Yes, we talked about that. <laughs> of course. We talked <laughs> about Danny oh, Danko. Yeah. That was that was the highlight of the show. That was the and whole. Then, and then and then the funny thing was the next that next day he got kicked out. And my boy, he had to uh, catch an early flight. He saw Joe out front, w- w- standing out front with his book, you know, out for the, out for, outside the entrance. Trying to sell it? Trying to sell it? I guess he was trying to, you know, I was wondering if he had seeds, yeah. too, trying to get people coming, coming in and out of the he show. Poaching. He was poaching out front. Yeah. That's, that's what he is doing. Every show he's that way. And I'm just glad that, you know, that it all started with Colin. Colin Gordon, he went up and <laughs> was just like, Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> and then started like firing all this science at him, and Joe Pichu had nowhere to go. He was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, it was funny. It was like watching a rabid dog get backed into a corner. <laughs> he must have took, he tried to take his frustration out on Danny. <laughs> yeah, and Danny just fucking threw the book at him, so it was like, yeah. or not so to say. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a good time. Good, good show. Uh, and I will see you both in uh, two weeks. We found weeks out. We found out. Yeah, we'll be doing the Indo Expo. We did find out that I had a warrant out for my arrest in Massachusetts, though, too. And that was fun. <laughs> well, we did find that out. I, I did. He, uh, we did get to a little pulled over by the PD, and they said, who's Osama? And I said, uh, uh, he's my friend from another country. And no, and I, Osama, no, please I, step out of the car. I didn't realize I had a 22-year-old, said, 22-year-old warrant out for my arrest. You have a warrant out? <laughs> in Massachusetts, and I handed him my ID, and he was just like, Hey, Adam, come over here. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, did you live in Exeter? I'm like, like 20 years ago. He's like, yeah, 22 years ago. Uh, you got a warrant out right. for your arrest. I was like, what? And so, and so, and so, and so like tried to take off. The cop chased after him. No, right? on the ground. no, <laughs> him in cuffs. no. And I have to go bail him out. That did, like not no, no, that did not happen. No, no, it did not happen. I just... I just told him, told him I'd take care of it. It was a, it was a driving without um, proof of ID. Uh, and I was just on, I was like, holiday, rent a car. I had a red convertible. I had green hair. <laughs> and my girlfriend was a blonde little 18-year-old, 19-year-old chick. And I was driving along, going, screaming across the border. And then, whoop, 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 whoop. They pulled me over. And I was like, whatever. And that was like 22 years ago. And then all of a sudden, wow. it was still on the phone. I can't believe they didn't, like, like squash that. So the black convertible. Did they make you pay? Did they make you pay? Or no. The oh, cop no. just he said, go, he said, go, okay. go down. That was cool. It'll cost you, like, 40 he said, he, he bucks, said, probably. It, it won't be a big deal. But, wow. it give, but it will take an hour. Didn't so. give it didn't take it. And it was two in the morning. And of course, like anywhere, two. Well, why were we getting pulled over? Tell us why. Hey, why tell him why we got pulled over? Who's driving? Yeah, why you? Yeah, tell him what. <laughs> Me, because I was hauling ass. He's in a Mustang. He's in a, he was like the total like rent a car Mustang. I got charger now. Stomping on it right yeah, in front of a cop. Mustang. Right in front of a cop. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I'm not right in front of him. He was in the corner. I couldn't see him, obviously. Yeah, and then he couldn't find his ID. Then he couldn't find his ID. It was useless. He was like, I can't. He basically did like just like Chich and Chong when they, you know, when they coming over the border and he's like, how long have you been in Mexico? A week. Yeah. A day. A weekday. It was like exactly like that kind of an answer. It was a terrible answer. It was like. Marijuana is cool here, but. You said backseat when he said. It's like a car. It's a $500 ticket. No, but you said. Yeah, but you said. No. I said, well, we can't smoke in the hotel, so we had to smoke in the car. At the moment, though. At the moment, though. Not the next day when you were getting coffee. At that moment, you said. Back seat is all you said to the cop, and then the cop went, oh, "Okay." And what was in the back seat? 
a bong and some fucking a whole bunch of different like <laughs> all sorts of paraphernalia and fucking lighters and weed and everything and I was like why are you saying backseat to the guy like he went straight to the backseat and looked in there I was like hmm I see a bong and, and it was crazy I was like we we're lucky that yeah we're we lucky didn't have a bong. we didn't have a bong in the car at 3am yeah you did you had that rubber thing you just we, bought we, that we, stupid we rubber might thing have. yeah you did yes you did we didn't smoke out of it though it was fresh it was clean it was brand new so that would have, wouldn't have held up in court but still uh, it was kind of a bad, yep. bad diversion. You're like, go to the look in the back seat. <laughs> don't, don't look up here. It made Boston even, made yeah. Boston even funner. Yeah. Well, it was lucky he felt sorry although, for you, and he felt sorry for me. He felt sorry for both of us. He knew that I didn't know, and then he knew that you should be, <laughs> you should be in trouble. But it's okay. <laughs> the next day he asked me, like, some of the stories, like, where's your friend? And I was like, oh, he went back to Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, thanks. So, yeah. All right, well, we're going to uh, we're going to s- finish the uh, show on that note. Seats here now, seats here now, seats here now. Go to seats cool. here now. Uh, are we done? Or we want to talk to uh, Patrick Regan, AK Legends. Uh no, it's already far. All right, I got it. I think we're going to we have a thing going on here tonight at in like a half All right, we'll hour. Do it. We'll, uh, we'll do it next week on the wrap up. Yep, yeah. wrap up. Show. Yeah, I got I got, I got. And then up? also, uh we got that purple Urkel. Yep. Which, tell no, us about tell us that. about the Purple Oracle show because it's getting kind of it's getting a little crazy, right? Started off as like a no brainer, now it's a, maybe a thinker. It's getting it's a real crazy as far as it's true, or cra- crazy as the people. Crazy as far as we've got a couple different stories that are going. We got the one that's supposed to be the truth, exactly, and the one that's supposed to be the truth two, and then the one that's supposed to be the truth three. So, which so, truth? So the are beautiful gonna... thing of the show is we put them all on and we figure out which one's the right one, and that's the one I sell. Well, the real purple or not please stand the wrong up. one. Please stand up. The real please purple stand up. Yeah, which, that sounds which, good. Which is an NL five, NL five cross with black Congolese, mm-hmm. and then the lavender, which Soma took, is uh, I can pull up my phone, but it's another one, but with the black Congolese. And I was like, or no, a black Af- Afghani, mm-hmm. the blackest Afghani male. Okay. So a skunk with an FBA and then black stuff came out. But he he wants to get on, and I sent uh, Snow High stuff. I'm like, hey, what do you know about this? And he's like, mm, no. And he sent me a whole bunch of pictures and a whole bunch of dates, a whole bunch of times, and what what it is. And, okay, all right. Uh, like so we got, I, would, I think we got a we got a show. We got a we show. Magic, yeah, we, magic show. We get, right, we'll, we get them on. And they, so, we get them on. let them each talk their piece, and we'll figure it out. So we'll shoot for we'll shoot for uh, for next week on that one or what? Next week. All right. <laughs> yeah. Purple Urkel. All right. Well, thank you. Purple Urkel next week. The two story, I guess, or the or the, the two legends, the two the, the two, two story, the two story, the two stories, not the true story. The, 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 the true, no, the story. And they'll have two come on and tell his version, <laughs> and then it'll get even worse. <laughs> it's going to get super confusing. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. Glad Very to nice. get everybody thanks. on the show. Thanks. And uh, yeah, we'll yeah, good to see you. It's good to hear you on the, on the phone again, JJ. Thanks for getting with me and uh, uh, putting uh, giving me those lineages. Um, yeah. That was really nice. Um, get your drop. So we'll see you in Portland at the Indo Expo in two uh, weeks. Uh, the fourth, right? Yes, sir. Which she, she, yep, and you guys are both speaking. We'll will, be on a panel. Uh, a breed, we'll be doing a breeder, yes, breeders panel. Yep, that's where you're going to give away all your secrets and tell everybody exactly what you do. That's it. No. <laughs> so you're going to be on a panel and they're going to ask you questions and they're going to. 
Yeah, so yeah. You know, you've been on panels before, JJ. You kill it. Yeah. JJ's on all the. He's on all the panels now. He's the panel well, master. Well, Adam, Adam's. He's he's the moderator, so he he's leading the pack. Yeah, and I, you know you know how long I work well, on yeah, that shit for <laughs> days, dude. I work on that for days. Right. I sit around, well, and I think about it. it then, yeah, well, it's just no, like the radio show. You know, you can't have dead air. You got to keep. You got to keep it moving. I you got to keep it's topics. A, it's that, literally oh, like like the radio show exactly. That same amount of preparation. But we do a very good job. So we right. pull it. We pull it together. Every time, right. Don't we? Don't we? Yeah, I'm, I'm the last one was great. Yeah, one. I'm kind of new to this, so you know. At first, I was a little. You know, I'm starting to the loosen, last one loosen up a little with Dr. bit. With Dr. Uma was a good one. Yeah, she, no, that, it was. That, no, she was very interesting. Actually, it made the whole thing uh, yeah. a different angle, and it worked out really well. I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Off the cuff production, which I really enjoy because that's it tells me like how different breeders are breeding and why why you guys are doing things why why you're doing them and if you all were doing the same thing it'd be boring and I would only need one person but you know that's what gives us our differences and so like uh, it's good for people to also learn that. Well, well, I think across the board, everything, everyone's doing something a little bit different, you know, grow-wise, breeding-wise, you know, I mean, everyone's got their own niche. Sort of say yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I mean. That's the idea. Is create your little niche and hopefully you know. Oh. Poke everybody in the eye who uh, comes around and steals, <laughs> tries to steal your niche, right? So, all right. Well, cool guys. Uh, Thunderstash just dropped. Uh, the oh. uh, Thunderstash just dropped. An archive restock dropped last oh, night. Oh shit! So. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Let you know, and we had a coastal restock. So, go get them. Coastal. Good. Sounds like uh, coastal. Some yeah. fresh, some fresh. He's a bigster guy. Yeah. Yep. He's got a triangle. He's got a triangle something. Yeah. Now he's working with a lot of old stuff. He's, I think, the four-way, some NL, I, I believe. That's exactly what got dropped. Thank you. You dropped the four-way and the NL. Well, there you go. So the four-way. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Well, thank Talk you, guys. You. And, and, uh, all right. Peace. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thank you. And a big shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, who's upstairs getting ready for the Mother's High. Um, I don't know. Do we want to have Susan on five seconds? I don't know if she, I don't know if she wanted to come on. I, whatever you. That's nah, all right. Mother's High tea's going on tonight. If you're not in Denver and you don't know about it, you ain't coming. It's exclusive. Super exclusive. Um, next week, as we heard, we're going to have uh, Legends of... Uh, Alaska on and uh, who else did we say? Someone else. I don't know. A couple other. Purple Urkel. Oh, the Purple Urkel story. Exactly. That's pretty. Oh, uh, you can't forget Purple, Purple Urkel. Don't forget about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, because I heard because we were all. I didn't. I didn't realize there was any lavender um, connection, which no. apparently, according to one source, there well, is. So well, it's, and then a Granddaddy Purple's kind of connected in there too. Is that after the Purple Urkel or? And then you got the. Uh, from what I've heard, yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm only an expert on sour diesel, as Bloomberg reported. So, right. so I can't. I can't really step outside. And then the you lane. got the perps, the, the straight up perps, and which right, is what I got right. from Jason King back in around right. 2005 or four or something like that. Right. And, and so then it's all the same family. I believe so. And then I know Ken Estes had something to do with it, obviously, when it came to the granddaddy part. Right. And then, but but then, you know, I, again. Follow it back. I don't think he. Have you done? Have you done a Ken Estes Granddaddy Purple no. show? Well, that 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 will It'd be, be good. It'd uh, be good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he. Maybe I'll give him a call and see him get him on. Right. Well, we'll try to get the Purple Urkel figured out, and then 
Of course. Well, we have to maybe have him on a regular, ready to go on speed dial, so that during the show, when his name pops up, which it probably will, then we'll be able to confirm or deconfirm right. the the, uh, the alleged story. But yeah, it's 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 also interesting for Shane, I bet too, because I bet there's going to be some crazy. Once you get purple guys, uh oh, who we got? Who we got? Calling in already. Welcome to the end of the Adam Dunn Show. Who <laughs> we got on the air? <laughs> well, no, you guys are just doing your shout outs, probably, and thank you, CC, yeah. and Brother Ace at the farm. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> so I just yeah, want to call thanks, out. Thanks. I want to do a shout out to, uh, I want to just give a shout out to Chat Gang. I see everybody in there again, and it's, uh, it's real nice that everybody comes on, and, and hopefully they can, uh, they can now add the podcast, which I think is awesome. Um, I was stuck in the air with no Wi Fi for a couple hours, and I got to go listen to some old podcast shows. So and they got a hot link on your website that has a, a list of the podcast and to uh and to another one as well. So shout out to the chat gang, shout out for everybody that's downloaded the podcast and thanks to everybody that keeps listening in and getting getting to the bottom of these trips. Getting to the Don't bottom of it. Yeah, so we're we're saying we're gonna we're gonna try to get Ken Estes on, on speed dial for the episode because we figure he's gonna the granddaddy perps is gonna come into the story somehow too, isn't it? Probably Correct. Quite possibly. Well, Not in my guy's story, it doesn't at all, but no. it could. But in some other way, shape, or form. We have a feeling there's a connection. So, all right, well, cool. Thanks for calling back. Yes. Yep, thanks, guys. Show and check in. See you guys, bye. All right, peace. And even though he did it, I will obviously big shout out to my beautiful FCC again. Oh, my God. He's not calling back again, is he? What? Yes. Hello. Hello. Pocket dial? Yeah, even worse. All right. <laughs> even but worse. He's just, now he's just doing it to be a pain in the ass. All right, well, shout out to my beautiful FCC and little Nick upstairs. Ace down at the farm, Andy, killing it with Tim and company, everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll be down there this weekend. This is when it gets fun. This is that time of year when everything starts to change. And woo, it's starting yeah. to happen, bro. <laughs> Things are happening. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> now, you know, the, the hemp farmers are now, you, you know. Oh yeah, some hemp. there's some good. It's interesting. There's some serious fields going down. Yeah, some yeah. serious material. I, I, coming I know out. friends of mine are doing like 30 acres. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's like at the healing it's, farm. It's quite yeah. funny how every year, like, like before it was also labs. Like I got a lab. Oh, I got a lab too. Everyone has a lab. No, right. I got a hemp field. I got a hemp field. Like, <laughs> right. so but have, the, but the scene. We had, in, we had uh, 10 acres last year. We're going for 30 this year. Same yeah. sort of deal. But being able to see that, you know, it's just a nice sight for the eye, you know, and taking yep. the picture, you can't really tell the difference if it's, you know, hemp or... Oh, 100%. No, it's just great to... It was My dream was to always, like, to drive, like, a cornfield of weed, because, you know, you're driving along in Oklahoma or something like that, and you're like... You're like, man, if this was... And now it's happening where it might not be that long, but it's definitely, like... Even the CBD farm from the CBD crew that was down in Pueblo or whatever, that thing is like 30,000 plants, and they showed, like, driving along next to it. And it's good, you know, she's kind of driving along for a minute, couple minutes. So things like that are pretty dope. You know? Yeah, well, I, I went up there last How year when they were harvesting, and just the smell, the, the, the cherry, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, it's just overwhelming. It's just in the air. That's uh, no, pretty awesome. And, and it's... It's still fucking farm work at the end of the day. Like oh you yeah, see they're when, doing you know you real farm equipment. You know, yeah. it's a commercial farm. It's a commercial farm, but they're harming hemp. Yeah, you know, you know, it's pretty cool to see. It's like the 
and and what I've been, I've been saying for the last five years, like, dude, weed, forget about it. Don't even worry about it. Invest in that. And people are like, well, no, they want to go for the, the short-term shit. And that price has just kind of dropped down like that. Whereas hemp, it's it's right now at the situation of they don't have enough processing ready to go. But once a couple big processors in each state figure it out, starts to, like, then... 30 acres is nothing, you know what I mean? Right, right now, 30 acres is a lot, because you're like, oh, man. But, but right now, they're using most of it for CBD. But, yeah. you know, th- there's so many different uses for it. They can make cars out of hemp, sure. you know what I mean? So once they start producing on a mass production... Well, I, think, I think if I had a f- small farm, like under, you know, 10 acres or, or less or whatever, i just just make a shitload of seed right now, even if it's not to be grown, even if it's just because you can squish it and turn it into something else or, you know because there's right. so much that that's such a the byproduct it's an easy thing to grow and the plant just kind of like gives you this ready to go thing it's like you know it's like if you grew corn and you can get you know now you have it automated so you can pull that corn off and sell it back to the other guys or sit on it or turn it into flour or whatever you know what i mean compared right, to like right. uh you know we're just going to grow like this really expensive flour that you only get X amount of, and people, you know, and the prices are dropping because everybody's growing the same flour. And you I know? think per acre, you know, the profit profit per acre is just, you know, mm-hmm. compared to corn or oh, anything yeah. else, is no, just overwhelming. Was, I think the highest is tobacco at like three thousand an acre, and so if you sit and figure out what all the different things you can do with it, then it can be a crazy range, you know what I mean? It could be like, you could just sell it all to somebody for twice that much for no, you know, that guy could turn around and turn that into a whole bunch of good shit. Or you could take that and turn it into something really valuable, like the graphene or something like that. And then all of a sudden your 10 acres is worth, you know, $51,000 an acre or something stupid. Well, you know it I mean? all depends on the supply and demand. If they start making a lot more products, paper products, etc., out of it, it's just going to drive up the demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, let's hope it's like Vegas where they're saying they're running out of weed right now, and then that's when people go nuts and just start to throw money around. Ah, we'll buy any, you know, it's kind of like if hemp does the same right. thing and they run it's, out, if they figure it, out a way to process it's it. Another, it'd and, be another green rush. Because right now it's, it's just like, it's the opposite. We're like sitting on like thousands of pounds of this and thousands of pounds of that and people don't know what to do with it. And they're like, like so, but the minute that they start processing, it's going to be like, I need nothing to feed the feed that machine, you know, so just a couple hundred million bucks in infrastructure and we're, we're good to go everybody <laughs> we're only a few well, hundred million away know, we should have used the half a million or half a billion that we raised in taxes and turned that into a hemp plant it would have been much more productive you know well if they allow interstate commerce you know it, it's going to open up the whole market yeah exactly all right well that was our little bonus that was our bonus feature a little five minute bonus extra uh, see you guys next week and we'll get the purple Urkel story down. Hopefully. Take care, guys. Peace. Peace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden.